Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Smack Attack, your Smack Attack. That's right. This is the show by the people, for the people, brought to you by your people, myself, Johnny, and the boys from the PWC. As you can see, Jimmy is being his Greek self, uh, as always. Uh, But uh, let's just introduce the gentlemen who are here, and we'll go in order of how they appeared. So next to me, uh, right here at the top, we have the man himself, Blood Chris. Blood Chris, how are you today, sir? Oh, I'm shit. good, man. I'm good. Yes, my name is Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. Um, you will uh, you will know me as uh, as Crip Chris, but today I'm wearing red, so I am Blood Chris. So I'm I'm happy to be here and to be repping my set, homies. West side, right? Wait, West side, wait. Uh, side. Oh, there you go. Something like that. And of course, as always, the man with the plan, the evilness of doctors, the man who has your garden of doom. <laughs> uh, Jeff, how are you today, sir? Doing all right. Wrapping my own merch today. So you can pick this up absolutely nowhere. I feel like we should all change like the scroll under our names to something having to do with macaroni and cheese in Greek. So like Krafopolis or... <clears throat> Velvita, Velvita Nakalos. Hey, look, I, I'm all for ripping Jimmy whenever we can. That's that's all that we can say. Uh, this is going to be a different show today. I may have to dip out as my executive director might be walking by here and uh, coming to the main building to do measurements because the city not only needs the floor plan for the the covered patio, the enclosed patio that we're turning back into a patio, but they oh. want the entire floor plan of the building inside and outside and the measurement of the plot itself just to turn something that was a patio back into a patio. I love this city so much. Sounds like Waco to me. Yeah. Revisited. Attica, Attica, look, Attica. Look, look, I just, I'm just saying, and I just, when I get in here and I get ready to get started and then the smoke alarm starts beeping. So yeah, this is a good day. It's a good day. Um, You know, I'm just, I'm super excited. So we may start and then I might dip and then come back in. Um, And so you guys may have to carry it a little bit, but I did want to talk a few things before we get into SmackDown. Uh, Look, I know we kind of shit on it last week, but we're here. I don't know about y'all, but I'm hearing more and more about this new AEW third show called Collision now. There is a name attached to it, and supposedly CM Punk is going to be involved with it. Um, And it's supposedly going to be a roster split. Um, Like, look, look, it, it... And I mean, this is... Why is it that this feels less WCW, more TNA every week that we hear about AEW? Am I Am I wrong in that assessment? When I hear these things, am I wrong? Gentlemen, what do you think? Anybody, whoever wants to go for it, I don't care. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, Here's the thing. I didn't really much watch TNA. I was sort of in and out of it. So nothing really feels TNA to me. So uh, I I did watch Impact. And then I watched, you know, the Billy Corgan years. And then Mm -hmm. when sort of Cornette Pritchard and Demore were putting together a pretty good show. I mean, I follow tna but not really just just sort of to know what was going on so it definitely feels more wcw to me but i listen i i'm being dragged into the reality of this a little bit kicking and screaming because like none of this makes sense to me They're, like tv shows don't happen this quickly warner brothers discovery is like 
putting reruns of HBO shows from a decade and a half ago and two decades ago as their new content. Um, people are saying, throwing around, they, they were throwing around no, no dollars before. The, the strange thing is like, once I ask a question, all of a sudden, like there seems to be answers. And, and I, I don't think there's any correlation because I have no followers. Nobody pays attention to me. I, I have, mm. I have, I have barely any reach whatsoever, but now I'm hearing $52 million. So, so, for 40% more content, they're either going to be $52 million on a Saturday night slot, which is supposedly dead time for TV on its family night. I'm not clear if it's between 6 and 8 or 8 or 10. I thought it was 6 or 8. It was supposed to be the old TBS uh, right. time slot. I, I can't. I mean, you're still on Turner, so you're still going to have NBA playoffs causing problems. You're still going to have NHA playoffs. You're going to have... You, you know, you're going to have NFL playoffs not on the same networks necessarily, mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure that the Turner channels carry some college basketball teams, some college football teams, uh, MLB for sure. So there's going to be – how do you preempt a two-hour show? Now, if they're giving them another $9 million to get you to 52 total, that's what, that makes more sense mm. to me that it's 52 total. But if they're getting 52 plus the 43 – I mean that's that bodes well for them for their renewal of their weekday shows, but not the three times that people were talking about. So I mean, if if you use that proportionally as to where Discovery Warner Brothers values them right now, it, it, like the forty three million should probably turn into like sixty two million, as right. but not but not one hundred and ten million or whatever that you know has been bandied about. Anyway, this whole thing. First, it was going to be a soft split. Now it's a hard split. CM Punk's going to be the star of one show. It's getting harder to figure out who wants to be with who. They were already giving people Ring of Honor because they didn't want to be in the same locker room. Now you have a third thing. I'm, I'm sure people from Ring, Ring of Honor would be like, whoa, 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 I don't want to be on this YouTube shit anymore or Honor Club. I mean, Honor Club, when he first announced it, had 12,000 subscribers. No numbers since then. So obviously it's gone down. I mean, how far? I don't know. Is is it eight thousand? Is it eight? I you know who knows. Uh, we, we've got no numbers on the Supercard of Honor pay per view. Nothing. Zero. Not not an estimate. Come on. Mm -hmm. all, all we got is it was the highest live attendance for Ring of Honor in Southern California history. Someone went back and checked. They did like three shows in like airport hotels in like banquet rooms that held um, like one hundred and twenty people maximum. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. None of this makes any sense. And and I'm not saying I'm Svengali or anything, but other things in the past that haven't made sense to me include Enron, the real estate market in the in the early 2000s, cryptocurrency and NFTs. So, <laughs> you know, I, I just I just don't know what's happening here. Um, but whatever it is, there's going to be chaos. There's going to be problems. What could go wrong? Lots. I'm here for it all. Sure. Yeah, uh, I mean it's it's the drama that we want on in the ring, but we're getting outside of it. I feel like a lot, you know. Um, but Chris, what are your thoughts on this uh, right now? Um, to be honest with you, I'm uh, I'm cautiously optimistic about the idea of this of this going on. I I would I would really love to see a wrestling show that was a two hour wrestling show with high um, you know high production value with money behind it with stars like CM Punk and FTR. Um, Miro, another guy, Andrade. There are a few people who apparently can't get along with the locker room right now who, if they went off and actually did a wrestling show, um, I would be very, very interested to see what would happen. And I personally believe that if Tony Khan were to give the book to someone else on that Saturday show, let's say, uh, 
um, well, let's say a bin Hameen, um, or, or literally just about anybody who I know in wrestling, who's an intelligent person. I mean, uh, you know, you could give it to the vet, you could give it to, uh, you could give it to the guys from, from the PW hustle for all I care. There's, there's lots of people who are intelligent wrestling fans or intelligent wrestling minds who would do a better job than Tony Khan. I really believe that. So if you're going to have high production value with stars and if they could get away from Tony Khan booking, I actually think that a show starring CM Punk on a Saturday, um, if it's booked properly, would probably overtake Dynamite within seven months. I really believe that. Do we put big guys on that show? Like, well, I that... think, like I said, it, it it comes down to it comes down to who's booking. I really don't care who's on the show. I don't think that matters as much as people think it does. What really matters is the booking. Are you building towards something? I mean, one of the things that we all complained about Punk's run in AEW was he's happy Punk. Nobody wants to see happy Punk. Nobody wants to see happy. I'm happy to be here again, and I'm still real happy to be here. And hey, Philadelphia, I love your cheesecakes. I mean, cheesesteaks. Um, you know, like happy Punk wasn't interesting. He's the mm -hmm. least interesting version of CM Punk. The most interesting version of CM Punk is turned loose. I'm pissed off, and I'm going to tell you why. Here's why I'm pissed off, and why I believe I'm the best wrestler in the world. That's how you use CM Punk. And if you could get somebody who knew how to book, just get somebody who knows how to book even just a little bit, they will absolutely have Lance Archer be their cane. They will absolutely have Miro be a top star. They will absolutely know how to do these things because they won't be trying to rebook their childhood in high school where, oh, no, the, the little nerdy kid, he's not going to lose any of the fights. He's going to mm -hmm. win every time against the big, strong jocks, which, I mean, to me, that's exactly what AEW is. It's just Tony Khan rebooking his high school years of I got my ass kicked by all the popular big, strong kids, and I didn't like that, and it made me sad, and now I'm going to have Orange Cassidy beat everybody. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that I think that's the book is we have Arch Cassidy walking around with a <laughs> now like dude, call it that in the first place. Hey, look, that was that was uh that was uh, actually brought up by Media M5. Yeah, uh, Media M5. <laughs> I, I called so, her yeah. in partly for media, but also yesterday was her birthday. She turned 29 again. Hi. So oh. happy, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday. <laughs> We was eating a lot last night. We sure did. Dancing too. Nothing. Dancing. In my country, we are celebrating the birthday, go dancing, have fun. Mm, dancing. That's what we call it today. All right, cool. I need, I need video. I need video proof of Jeff yeah. dancing. I, I need, uh, I need to see real pictures or video of Jeff dancing. That, that, that's only for the Patreons. Uh, that's but Patreon exclusive sure. content. Look, hey, I'm I'm your podcast partner. We should not have to pay for that. Look, okay. she'll send it to you. Don't worry. She'll, she'll, okay. She's she's right. happy to share with her. Listen, it's fine. whatever I do, I do. I I own it, so it, it it's fine. But like in my defense, I ate a 16 ounce New York strip, and I didn't think I could do that anymore. But I did easily, and I had a scotch. And I, you know what? I think I really miss scotch. Like wine, <laughs> not so much. Bourbon, not so much. But I think I'm really missing scotch. Yes, yes. Last night he told me maybe I going to start drinking. <laughs> yeah, like I, I never really liked beer, but I used to. I used to like a lot of like I was a wine guy and stuff. But like I've tried them, like yeah, I can live without the shit. But 
a scotch. I'm like, hmm. I, 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 I feel like if Viv is the one who has to put up with you dancing, she should be the one who should be getting on the alcohol, really. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a very fair assessment. <laughs> I mean, most of the time when I'm dancing with Viv, I'm just watching her dancing. So, I mean, that's you know, if, yeah. You're just the post that she can dance around, is what you're saying. Uh, the funny thing is, you, you that is entirely accurate like 30% of the time. <laughs> look, look, I look, I understand I'm the same way. Every every time I go dancing, it ends up being my partner being the person who can do all the things. I'm just the base, kind of like in wrestling. You know, I'm a good base for anybody. Other than that, it's just, uh, you know, let them do their thing. So the world is happy to see you. There were happy happy birthday comments in here. Thank see? you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Happy damn fucking birthday. Happy birthday. Free hugs. Look at that. All uh, the way. Uh, yep. So, here, so all, all your right. fans are there. Yes. So, so, thank you for coming in and being a sport about it. Thank you. Thank you. Have fun, guys. Aww, Thank hi. you for like. Oh, okay, yeah, this is by Medium like, Vibe. Happy birthday. Uh, may the happy flow in your eyes. Well, it's Thursday, right? But we're, look, I know what he meant. You know, Medium Vibe is usually drunk when he types on this show, <laughs> probably. Uh, you have to learn to interpret Medium Vibe. Uh, happy birthday. May the glow in your eyes remain as bright as your smile when you are not looking at Jeff. Thank uh, you. Oh, look at him. So cute. John, you uh, need to bring your boss in there. We all need to have a woman in the picture. Uh, no, uh, she's not here yet. And no, we're not going to do that. Uh, oh, so cute. Okay. Baby yes. girl. More, more birthday right. wishes. Look at another happy birthday. From Israel, happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Thank that. you so much. Thank all you. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. I will come in and dancing for you guys. Yes, yes. From your, that's on your Patreon. Not only flamenco music, flamenco maybe, bachata, uh, and look, well, samba music. Up. This kind of music, I like dancing. Okay, well, we'll pull that okay, up and definitely that. do that. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I don't even remember what we were talking about now. Um, so, yeah. Collision. We were talking about the idea of a... Of a Saturday show for me. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, that, that's more my ADD brain than anything else. Uh, but yeah, no, I like it's it's very interesting to find. And I mean, here's the thing: we got Angry Punk, and it caused a riot in the backstage. You know, I work with effing children, and you know all this kind of thing. That was kind of the unhinged punk that you're talking about, Chris. And then it caused you know the. It caused a lot. It of caused turmoil. the children to act like children, and then right. to go away. Yep. You know, and I mean, and and here's my thing: is this, you know, Tony Khan's on the hook for this for this contract that he gave uh, Punk. So is this a way to? I mean, I guess this is a way to appease him to make your money work for you to justify not paying this guy to sit at home, but saying, look, I can't work with these children. Fine, we'll make you know. Does but I guess the question is for Turner, production wise, it costs them nothing really. Right, I mean, it costs them nothing. nothing. It fills up. It fills up a time slot that they could probably give a rip about, and then they are are benefiting from the advertising from it and the and the ad sales and things along those lines. And you're hitting a demographic of the eighteen to you know forty four or whatever, however they call that demographic. And uh, you know, if it competes, it competes. You know, so I, I, look at the end of the day. It makes it look like the CM Punk thing feels like a long-term work, but we all know in all actuality, like you said, Chris, 
you know, you sometimes call the elite out on their bullshit and they're going to act like children. And the problem is Tony Khan doesn't want to be a boss. I think we talked about last week. He wants to be a friend to everybody instead of being a boss. And being a boss says, look, you're fucking around. You get it right or you go home. You know, that's that's the end of the line. That's the story at the end of the day. And yeah, I think- well, and I've seen I've seen a lot of people who have blamed CM Punk for the situation by mm-hmm. or, or who have. Well, they've blamed CM Punk through T- TK, basically saying, you know, if Tony Khan would have would have forced CM Punk to apologize to begin with, then maybe all of this could have been avoided. Um how come he didn't force Adam Page to apologize? He was the one who went after Punk in a promo unprofessionally first. Right. Like, people keep forgetting that all of this stuff happened, and it's just what CM Punk did, which to me basically shows you, oh, um, which to me basically shows you like CM Punk is the star here. You, you can you can say whatever you want. You can think whatever you want about about who's right. But everybody knows what CM Punk did and what CM Punk said because CM Punk is more interesting and more charismatic than anybody else on the roster. So, right. you know, you use him when you can use him. And I think that this is a situation where you legitimately have a cranky ass professional wrestler, which is CM Punk. He is a cranky ass, but he's also a professional wrestler who's saying, I'm willing to work with these guys. I don't fucking like them, but I'm willing to work with them. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you've got people who are basically play wrestlers who are used to who are used to uh, a, a form of wrestling where all you have to do is pop the live crowd and you've done your job. They don't understand the deeper meaning of professional wrestling. They don't understand the deeper storytelling aspects of professional wrestling. And it comes out in everything that they say. And also, they're not even the ones who are who are posting something. I would respect them more if they were the ones going. You know what? I feel like CM Punk is is uh, is trying to gaslight us. I, I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like CM Punk is doing this stuff. I would respect Kenny Omega and the Bucks a lot more if it was them, but it's not. They just get their fucking stooge to do all of their shit. They just get what's his fucking nuts, Brandon Cutlet to to post this shit constantly. And that guy, that guy, if I'm in charge of AEW, that's the first guy getting fired. Yeah. Brandon, you've insulted you've insulted JR. You've insulted CM Punk. You've insulted the fans. You can fuck off. You're worth nothing to me as a professional wrestler. You're Mm -hmm. worth nothing to me backstage. All that I've ever seen this person do is cause shit with really important, really powerful people in the professional wrestling business. Brandon Cutler, first cut. You're out. Yeah. Don't disagree. Don't disagree at all. And I mean, it's one of those things I think, you know, you've got to clear out. You know, the idea of, you know, who works. But, I mean, that's the problem is Tony Khan isn't going to do that, you know, and he does because he doesn't want to unsect the Bucks and, and two contract Cutler, supposedly, you know, he's got a contract for being the elite and the posts and everything and social media. And then he's got a contract to wrestle, which I don't remember the last time I've seen him wrestle. Um, well, actually, it was, it was two weeks ago. Him and Nakazawa got beat up by the BCC. Okay, well, whatever. If you, you know. want to call that wrestling, yeah, yeah no, good. yeah, yeah. I mean, no, basically, it, he bled into his, his his face mask. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it, it's it's one of those things where, again, this is you know, for lack of a better phrase, nepotism paying off for someone. Um, I mean, that, that's the point. I mean, and and I don't, I, I agree with you know everything that Chris said. Though I I am one of those people that that bl- blames. Tony Khan on it, uh, not because 
CM Punk is wrong and not because the elite are wrong. I mean, ev everybody's wrong in their own way. I, I, I think that the elite and that side, they're probably more wrong on the scale of things. I just think that CM Punk handled it wrongly by doing it in public. You know, he acted like they did, um, you know, because he wants his spotlight. But this whole thing is a failure of management and a failure of leadership. And it's the same person. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you can say what you want about Vince or Hunter or, or whoever, but this wouldn't happen in WWE. This mm -hmm. wouldn't happen on the New England Patriots. This wouldn't happen in the Baltimore Ravens. There, there was a, okay, this is a silly analogy, sort of, but the 2000 Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl. There were five games in a row where the offense did not score a touchdown. I think they went 5-0 and in those games. One was five field goals. Bunch of them were three field goals, special teams, and a defensive touchdown. Um, the the defense could have easily turned on the offense. They did not. There was another team that had a similar situation. They didn't go five and zero, oh, but the defense was a great defense. But the offense stunk, and that locker, I think, it was the Bengals, and that and mm -hmm. and that team fell apart. And and it's just because it was a different in the leadership and what they would tolerate and what they wouldn't tolerate. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't know who it is that needs to go, but somebody needed to go. So this, you know, but Tony doesn't like to make decisions, why, which is why he collects every action figure that's out there in, in, in real life. I mean, he needed a commander like he needs a hole in the head, but he wanted a commander, so he got commander. Oh. Um, and, you know, so, you know, there's, it could be fun, it could be interesting, but I don't see Tony letting anyone have the complete book. I see wrestlers, whenever they have a problem with anyone going, Punk's being too mean. I want to go here. Or QT booked me in this stupid angle. I want to go there. I, I don't want to be on, on Ring of Honor anymore. I want TV time. I, you know, I'm Eddie Kingston. I, I only went there because I couldn't get along with your favorite people, but I can get along with those guys. Mm -hmm. And and like all like every storyline you have, of course, they don't have much in the way of storylines. Well, I can't speak to Ring of Honor, I have no idea. Um, but every story, yeah, yeah, right. Every storyline you have is in jeopardy of somebody's feelings being hurt and using that they can go to another show and they can go into business for themselves with without any without any repercussion. Is, is Tony Khan only releases people in the most extreme circumstances and not even then? Since like Jimmy Havoc was the last person I remember that was released. Before that, it was the very early days, like Sadie Gibbs and Kaylee Ray. Uh, you know, sort of your you know, your bottom, like contracts that we thought were non-renewed were, weren't even non-renewed. Like Sean Spears wasn't non-renewed. He was just given a year off. Mm -hmm. All the shit's weird. It's just, yeah. it's just a weird, weird company. But one thing, and this, I'm going to shut up after this is that what we can't do, what we can't do is say that they're doomed because the guy has one and a half billion dollars and he's the heir to another $12 billion or half of it. So you know, just by percentages, even if he's losing a hundred million dollars a year, he's spending fifteen percent of his net worth on, on you know, which which increases every year as as well. Or he's got more money coming in, new money coming in, on a hobby. Yeah. Is it, is it so unusual for people to spend fifteen percent on their hobbies? Well, he doesn't have hobbies. He has one hobby. This is his twenty four seven, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how how many guys spend you know? Thousands of dollars a year on golf or hunting or fishing or, or gambling or playing cards or, or, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or their cars or whatever it is. So, yeah, yeah, this is just a hobby. And, you know, he's not risking his dad's fortune. 
Yeah. Yet. He could probably sustain yeah. it forever. Yeah. And that, my dad is a car. Fun fact about that Baltimore Orioles team. Uh, my friend Brandon Stokely was on that team and scored the touchdown uh, yeah. in the Super Bowl. The only touchdown in the Super Bowl. Fun uh, fact. I had the photo of that, an original where he's catching it. Uh, and uh, fun fact, my uh, ex-wife uh, took that picture and I have no idea where it is now. But that's not fun at all. That's not that's a, a bitter fact. That's a bitter that's fact. And, and, and I think I think we can you know we compared Vince to certain characters, but I would say Tony Khan is the the Jerry Jones of wrestling, uh, who collects people and doesn't you know really isn't really a boss until he has to be. But even then, it's just like well you know Jerry falls in love with players too. So uh, being a I don't I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan, but living in the area and seeing just some of the mismanagement and things that he does, it just you know you it's it's an easy comparison where. Uh, people who don't want to, they want to be the boss, but they don't want to be the boss. You know, uh, Jerry should have hired a GM 20 something years ago when he bought the team. He's never done it. It's always been about Jerry. That's why Jerry and Jimmy didn't work because Jimmy was in control and it's a certified fact. Jerry didn't like the fact that people were praising Jimmy for the Super Bowl wins when it was about Jerry. And Jerry was like, oh, you know, what about me? And so he got rid of Jerry, uh, Jimmy, and, you know, kept that team for two years and, you know, Barry Switzer basically just took over Jimmy's role and let those guys do it. Won it one more time. But after that, it's been 27, 28 years now since he's been back to a Super Bowl or sniffed anything close to it. In control. But yet, Jerry's not the problem. You know, I mean, if you ask Jerry, it's just interesting to see, you know, the comparisons between the two and the similarities between that. Uh, one other news story I kind of wanted to talk about before we got into get into this. Um, it was talking about this week. Uh, as we know, WWD has been purchased by Endeavor. Um, Nick Khan has gone about saying that there will be budget cuts um, for WWE. Uh, he, he, he mentioned production, uh, live shows, and uh, talent as well. So uh, if you see that uh, go with those things said by Nick Khan, gentlemen, if we're going looking strictly at talent, because I mean, obviously live shows are a thing. I know they, you know, I saw they were doing a super show in Cincinnati and they're going to do some other ones. Um, obviously those are going to get pared down because during COVID we didn't have them and they were fine. I think they're going to limit those super shows, you know, the live shows, house shows anymore, but he did mention talent. So if you're looking at the WWE roster right now, what talent is going according to your eyesight and your thoughts? Uh, Chris, what, what do you know about you? I'm going to start. Um, well, the, it becomes a really difficult um, exercise to really figure out who you would cut because it depends on what they want to do with the roster. I mean, if it was me, I, would, I wouldn't get rid of any tag teams that they have. I, I like tag team wrestling, and I, I wish they would put more emphasis on the tag team wrestling. Right. But I also think that the almost 50-50 split between male and female performers is probably not worthwhile. I think there's a number of female performers. I would probably honestly just get rid of the tag team championships for the, for the women, not because I don't think that there are talented women in wrestling. I, I do. I think there are lots of very talented women in wrestling, but I just don't think that at that, that a tag team division in WWE for the women has, um, has done anything for anyone to be Frank. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really just been a giant waste of time. So I would probably get rid of a number of the women who are, who are there because I just don't think that they need 50% of the time slot. And I also don't think that they need to have, um, women's tag team championships um 
yeah, I, I right now I don't think that there's anybody who really stands out as like deserving of being let go, unless you're talking about paring down some of the, some of the things like that. If you're if you want to pare down your your mid card or your lower card, you could get rid of guys like Butch. You could get rid of guys like um, uh, who's his partner there, um, Woods Holland. Yeah, you could get rid of Ridge Holland. I mean, those guys are probably not going to be stars. They're probably not, right now, even going to be sniffing that real mid-card title. They're not Intercontinental Championship material since Gunter has elevated that championship. So they're basically just left as lackeys on your television or pin eaters. Um, yeah, so I mean, some of the female roster could go. Some of that lower mid-card could probably go. But if I'm the WWE right now, I'm probably not looking at making a lot of cuts uh, in terms of talent. And what they're talking about when they say that they're going to be uh, making a lot of cuts, uh, they don't mean a lot of cuts in talent. I don't think that that's accurate. I think what they're talking about is um, them and the UFC now both have departments who are entirely in charge of payroll. You don't need two different departments. You can just combine them, get rid of some people, um, redundancies, etc. So you've got all the, all of these different backstage um, departments that can now be merged with what the UFC has, and you can basically get rid of the redundancies. So that's going to be a lot of releasing, but I don't think that it's going to be a whole lot of talent. Right, and I mean, I, I, I think I knew we knew that this was going to happen because when companies merge, there's going to be a lot of redundancy. So I think the biggest areas are production, payroll, HR, some of those things that are going to definitely be things. Logistics. Logistics. All that. Yeah, you know, um, and when they say house shows, I have a feeling, could they cut down on house shows? Yes, but I'm also thinking the people who book, you know, arenas and, and, and things along those lines. Cameramen. Yeah. The, the trucking, the the... You know, the, the drivers, the people who, you know, the stevedores, you know. Uh. Right. But the, the question is, too, though, UFC and WWE are still kind of going to be their own entity. So I don't see, like, trucks and camp because you're going to need cameramen, right? I mean, you know, it's going to be one of those things you're going to need them for the long haul because you can't have a guy doing Friday Night SmackDown and then trying to do Saturday in Vancouver if they're in, like, Tampa Bay. For SmackDown. But that might be one of the things they try to do is they may try to coordinate their larger events so that they, you know, they don't just rent uh, rent the place in Vancouver for a Friday night. They rent it for two nights. They get a discount off of that. Uh, there's only one. There's only one cleaning crew, and then and then they share some of the logistics. Yeah. But you you know I I, I agree with Chris and myself that I think it's going to be mostly you know the kind of things you don't think about with cuts, right. typical corporate cut, your typical departments. But you asked which talent that would cut. Yeah. And, uh, and so I just want to ask you, how many dollars worth do you want me to cut? Well, I mean, I think it's, I, I think you have to look at dollars in the sense of what they're bringing in more than their salary. Because my, first cut, gone. Because my first cut is I've just made turned heel, Bray Wyatt. He's my first cut. Right. Um, after that, Top Dalla and Ashante Diodonis. I forgot they're even there. Aliyah, useless. Yeah. Uh, Tegan Knox, useless. That's right, Jimmy. Keep the leading. Uh, I think that I there's agree, one hundred percent, eight hundred thousand to to one million dollar <laughs> big tall goop of nothing and Baron Corbin delete. Who Man got Ford. roasted by Wendy's this week on Twitter? I don't know if, or on TikTok. I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, yeah. Wendy's has the emoji now, and they are on TikTok. And they're roasting people. And Baron Corbin said something. And she said, oh, maybe we should change your name to Bathroom Break Corbin. 
because that's what it is when you're on the screen. And it was just like, oh, damn. Like, I said that to my kid, and he goes, oh, my God. Like, he just got burnt. Like, and then she they did a top 10, like, of their of the week, and he was on there for that, you know? So, uh, yeah, I agree. He's definitely got to go at this point. And, and I shall continue. Uh, <laughs> Please. Sorry. Easily. Nikki Cross, Goodbye. The, the the good brothers. When's the last time you saw them anyway? Goodbye. I forgot they were actually part of WWE. Actually, if they're not reforming the hurt business, bye, Cedric. Not Shelton. Shelton can have, Shelton, yeah. Shelton can have a job for life, as far as I'm concerned. Cedric, I mean, I, I I could go. On, I mean, Marseille. You could. You know what? Put the Los Lotharios into Maxman Miles. They're actually good looking. Mm. Let, let, let them take and on that. Sense. Don't need don't need Marseille and 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 uh, Mansoor. There's 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 more. I, I I could keep going on. I you know Scripps, Mia Yim. Gone. Who's interested in Mia Yim? Oh, well, you know, I didn't even start with NXT. I mean, the first person <laughs> I give up on. We're hearing main eventing WrestleMania. No, Von Wagner. Delete. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I, I I figure NXT is is the the low hanging fruit. Yeah, Scripps. Good, good, goodbye. The the bitter young veterans. Goodbye. The Rock's daughter. Goodbye. Axiom. I mean, yeah. Goodbye. Good, Brooks Jensen, goodbye. I mean, they couldn't release goodbye. They they, they can't possibly release Axiom. If they release Axiom within three months, he'll be the he'll be the AEW World Champion. Yeah, he's he's too small. You can't just let that guy go. Right, that's sort of like that. Or he's or he's beating Orange Cassidy for the Intercontinental Title. Yeah, (laughs) but but I I could I could go on for a while. So no problem. You 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 want me to cut five million or ten or ten million or twenty million in talent, but. No, no problem, boss. Okay, what about this, Jeff? A risky wait, wait, who one. is this talking? Anybody? Oh, oh no, I'm just an AI. I'm, I'm an AI. Anybody hear anything? I can't. <laughs> I, I hear this strange ghost-like voice coming in through uh, the... E- oh, e- what? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, finally making his appearance, Jimmy T, because he had to eat his bag of cheese before... <laughs> oh, I had to. That's before why I'm the Mac Daddy, baby. All right, the Mac Daddy of cheese. He's a big boy now, eating his mac and cheese. (laughs) I I am a big boy, as a matter of fact. You just don't want that cheese in between your knees, though, Jeff. Ah. You know what? (laughs) I I, I think that's right. That's a bad thing. (laughs) What's a Greek without philosophy? Right. That's true. Absolutely. Agreed. But but please continue on with the deletes because there's a few more we can mention. I I think I made my point. Yeah, you're 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 late to the show. Come on in and and give your give your late deletions. Well, well, first of all, I'm surprised we're already talking wrestling because usually we don't talk wrestling at the start. So I'm like, what the hell? We're not. We've been talking for 20 minutes, 30 minutes about other things and stuff before. So you're 30 minutes late, bro. I yeah, that's true, but. I thought we we're going to be a lot later because when you said we we're going to be delayed, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, probably said, 20 I'm, minutes. I said, I'm going to, I might not be on the show, but I'm going to send it out so that y'all can get started. And I'm oh, gonna, okay. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Hence part. the subheading on my name here. I want yeah, to know. I, like I, I see that. Late as hell. <laughs> yeah. Late as hell. Right. <laughs> Kill me now. <laughs> but, um. but you know what, guys? I just want to say one thing. I don't know if how deep you have gotten into SmackDown if. You we haven't touched back Okay. Yeah, we're, oh, right. oh, wait. yeah we're talking news and other things right now. Oh, we, we haven't I... gone to the robot graphic. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. But I want to ask you this. Actually, all of you guys, does it seem like collision is a thing? Because uh, by the looks of things, we're going for a wreckage, boys. 
you you got to try to listen to you got to try to at least listen in while you're eating your mac and cheese next yeah. week, Jimmy. We covered well, collision. Already. We covered that already. Oh, damn it! Yeah. God damn it! Yeah. Look, like this is like okay. So there's I'm a I listen to that. a sports talk show here in 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 the, in the metro. It's called the Ticket. So, submit the show for an award, whatever podcast. Whatever <laughs> right. No. No. Right. And they, this segment right now. They have on Fridays. They have what they call emergency break of the week. Where you know people, they pick three candidates who just screwed up real bad and stopped down the show, and it's moments <laughs> like Jimmy just did that make the show. So Jimmy, you yes. have earned the very first SmackDown emergency break of the week by stopping down <laughs> the show by bringing up something we talked Thank about you. thirty minutes ago. So Jimmy T. Jimmy T would actually be like the world's least effective hitman, but he would think in his mind right. that he was doing his job because eventually <laughs> the people who he's who he's hired to kill die, right? Like right. he doesn't actually eventually. get off of his couch and go do it, but like, hey, you know, I, I got paid to kill man. that guy, and sixteen years later he died of a heart attack. I'm fucking awesome. I'm <laughs> I the greatest I'm hitman in the world. I scared him a long time ago. I scared him by missing that shot, and so then. <laughs> You know, uh, eventually, took time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just because uh, you know, and that's why you weren't here last week because your Jesus is late. Uh, so he's still so nasty, John. As a matter of fact, that means Christ has risen. But you took a you week guys later. Are looking at this all wrong. Yeah. Jimmy is early for next week. Oh, whoa! Well, there, okay, there we go. I would have been me. actually on time. Uh, to, if it wasn't for the little delay, so I thought, fuck it, I was hungry. I wanted some mac and cheese. That's and I ate some fucking Jimmy mac and cheese, damn it. I would have been on time, but like that's his catchphrase now. We're gonna we're gonna make shirts that says I would have been on time, but at know? least it's not I had to take a shower, which is like his normal one. Is oh, like, no, he, I've, I've he's from Australia. Because he's from Australia, I'll give him that. Give he me lives a in a break. Place it's hotter than balls. It's uh, well, yeah. It's three forty three AM just quietly. So I mean come on, God. Tell me some cheese. Three AM. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, very, very quiet. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, look, Jimmy, thanks for being the human uh, emergency break and coming on the show and just pulling it real hard and doing hey. a J turn. But we oh, appreciate pulling it. it really hard, huh? Yeah. Like one of these well, ones. I know you are. <laughs> not the PWC, and we yeah. were branding. We're yeah. rebranding. Yeah. Well, yeah. what should I say? It's the it's smack Jim, attack, right? literally, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I don't think you're getting the whole rebranding concept, but good try. Good yeah. try. First of all, first of all, we're live on YouTube, and you know how YouTube is, so be careful. Second, I just said smack attack. Look, look, yeah, but the you're doing the most. <laughs> you're doing most of this visible. If like if you can do it under the table, uh, that's the fun thing. But like, oh, we're gonna. Here. We're yeah. playing some uh, pocket pool, are we? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to spend the rest of the show with my yeah, like, right, like, right, right. <laughs> Especially if my, my boss shows up. Oh, this is a killer, man. This is great. But, this is brilliant. Uh, uh, you know, like, this is this is what the show is. It's it's our stream of thought consciousness. But, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, we all have people we would get rid of. I think the question is, at the end of the day, you know, with this merger, with people that we would move and get along, the question really becomes, I think, I think a big one is Charlotte. You know, with mm. with with the, the questions, with the, I mean, let's be honest, the trouble that she seems to cause and the in and outness of, of her, you know, wanting to be here and, and things along those lines. Does someone who's maybe a higher up in Endeavor go, you know what? We don't need her. Get rid of her. You like, know who else I would say, John, as a matter of fact, and this is going to get heat, but you can maybe add AJ Styles to that list. 
I, I would not touch, I would not do anything with Charlotte. First of all, she has to break her father's record. Second, she's the best female wrestler in the world. Uh, so no, I, I would not. And I don't think they mind her doing that because she doesn't get old. When they need a heel, she comes in and she's a heel. She'll pretend she's a face for six weeks, then turn heel. And she gets a title run and then she loses it because she knows she needs to lose the title to to get the record. I, I, wouldn't, I would never touch her. Plus, I mean, they probably do want Andrade back and he wants to come back and they're a couple. So, no. Well, here's, but here's my thing. WWE does acknowledge some of the world championships that Ric Flair won, not in WWE. So she can go somewhere else and win something and count that towards her, her count. Because Ric Flair won 16 world championships, and he says it's like 20, outside of WWE. <laughs> He's only won the WWE championship like two or three times. Everything else was WCW. They yeah, want her they to be under WCW. their banner. Look, I understand they own WCW, but even before that, they acknowledged that. They acknowledged the 16-time world champion, you know, despite the fact that, you know, certain things weren't, you know, under a banner. But here's the thing. I, I think... You know, I, there. I think that's the, the the question we have to ask is: I know Vince is in charge, but he's not really in charge. So, does someone come to Vince and say, "Look, this person's got to go"? AJ Styles or Charlotte or you know a bigger name that we don't expect. Um, how is that going to be handled in this new structure of Endeavor with WWE and with this Nick Khan saying, "Look, we're going to have." talent being released we're going to have production being released and all those kind of things and just playing this is just again playing devil's advocate because we all agreed talent is going to probably be the least amount of cuts and things along those lines that will be functioning on this thing but if you had the book if you were the one making that recommendation and choice you know i think it's a valid question is is anyone safe i think roman range is safe you know and i i would say cody maybe is safe Outside of that, who else do you think is safe? From uh, Zane and Owens? Zane and Owens, yeah. Zane and Usos? Owens. Gunter? Oh, hey, Miss Patty. All right, guys, Gunther. I'm going to step out. Okay, I'll talk to y'all. I'll be back in a second. No okay. problem. I mean, I forgot Shanky. I mean, listen. Oh, get him I, out. I would, Sanger out. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Ginger probably also, <laughs> but I, I, I would never even consider cutting charlotte so i think i made that clear before but he asked the question again and my my answer to that is no and i don't think nick khan would <laughs> think of think that either i mean you know it is it is a star-based company and she's you know they, they've got plenty of non-stars that they can take out and nobody would ever notice if you they're got rid of both garganos to, nobody would notice they're not going to cut anyone who they think that the that aew is going to want to pick up instantly charlotte would be an instant pickup that would not even be a debate yeah, for that's, tony that's khan true. it would be charlotte what do i need to pay you to come in like that would that would be the conversation um Likewise, with an AJ Styles. I mean, especially AJ Styles. Can you imagine well, Tony Khan when AJ Styles is is available? He's gonna lose his shit. He apparently sure, he apparently sure, offered like two and a half million dollars to Kevin Owens to come in. Really? You know, well, KO signed a three million dollar a year deal. Well, that's what I was gonna uh, say, right? Pay up, it, TK. Come on now. So, I mean, you know, if he hears AJ Styles is available, what's the number gonna be? Five, six, ten? Like. And he'll pay it. He'll and he'll gladly pay it because that's a toy he's wanted to play with for forever. <laughs> um, sound right, Chris? It's Damn. it's the same thing with uh, it, and it's like, do I think that the WWE could do with with like just paring down some of these people? Yeah, for sure. I think I like as good as Charlotte is. I, she drives me fucking crazy. I can't stand watching Charlotte. You know, other than 
you know, this past WrestleMania, she had a fucking hell of a match. I'll give her that. But I usually can't stand Charlotte. I think she's a pain in the ass. But, I mean, really? Like, you're going to let her go in a situation where Tony Khan has a possibility of signing them? Not a chance. Nobody's getting released unless the WWE can't make money with them or they're just they're just whoever. Shanky isn't going to make a difference. So if they're going to make cuts, it's going to be those kinds of cuts. Dakota, oh, Kai. Dakota Kai, fuck off, absolutely. Yeah, but th- those are the kinds of people who are going to get released. It's not It's not going to be anybody who the WWE thinks that they can make money with or that the WWE <laughs> thinks that AEW can make money with. So Charlotte is an automatic no. AJ Styles is an automatic no. Most of the guys on their roster really are automatic no's. You think, you think if fucking Sheamus gets released, he won't be AEW no. champion right away? For sure he would. You, no, you he's, think... he's pretty tall. He's too big, yeah. Well, okay, he's tall, but he's Come pale. On, so he might, he might, <laughs> it might work out because he's pale and he looks kind of sick. Because he's pale, they'll probably have him join the Dark Order. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's true. But that's that's my answer to that. Like nobody who who AEW Boy. can make money with is going to get released by the WWE until their contracts are up. That's it. The good thing about AEW is that they, they there's nobody that they don't think is worth something. I mean, look at Ari Davari and Tony Nese. But two point uh, Any anybody who is a safe wrestler who can be on TV is, is worth something to them because they have a bunch of unsafe guys, mm-hmm. and the chances of them getting hurt are far less with with trained people. I mean, and you know, and if people saying, "Well, you're cutting the roster too deep," who's going to be losing your matches? There are at least fifteen people on the Indies who are safer, work a closer style, who you could pick up that, that uh, Billy Corgan and Scott Demore have, you know, and, and even Court Bauer have had, have trained for you that, that you could find. There's no shortage of, you know, a, a, you know, a rotating job squad. I mean, uh, people like Odinson and, and uh, Jordan Clearwater and whatever, they, they would love to be part of the WWE making hundred and ten thousand dollars a year and losing on TV yep no 100 percent you don't need to you don't need to have any of these guys at the bottom of your roster if they're if they're making any kind of noise or any kind of aggravation whatsoever get rid of them 100 percent they're the if, 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 if your version of Brandon Cutler is available to cut cut them there's mm-hmm. no point in having that guy yeah Brandon Cutler why is he even part of the roster anyway no, we talked about yeah. this before you showed up, Jimmy, of course. Um, who, who hugs? Who yeah, hugs on exactly. TV? Oh, the best friends. That's right. There's why. There's your answer right there. Just their best friends. They're part of the California clique. I thought they were part of the Puckapool clique. Jimmy, we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying because no I can imagine TK does have a team like that. Out, just goldfish. <laughs> hey, that's... that's uh. Someone else, not me. Fine, oh, just yeah. get just kicks those flavorless <laughs> corn balls. <laughs> I regret saying balls. Uh, <laughs> ah, see what you did there, Jeff. Anyway, at the end of the day, um, like oh, shout outs to uh, to Aaron Ben Shlomo, by the way, who said he would absolutely release NXT. I actually agree. I would yeah, get rid of the whole of NXT on right the now. Air while we're waiting for John to come back. I, guess I, don't I can't. I, I, with him. I, uh, well, I can read them. I can't access them though. Okay, so no, yeah, because it's not yeah. our account. Shout out, because see what some of us, see what some of our many, many, many fans are saying right now. <laughs> many fans. Well, first of all, they're on fire, man. 
with all the shit that they've been saying in here, you guys are the absolute best. Seriously, you make me laugh. True. We got Javi uh, or Chila. Why does that seem uh, kind of familiar with, with someone in particular that we know? But anyway, he says no more mac and cheese for Jimmy T. That's true. Okay. I hardly really eat mac and cheese, but I did tonight just so it's quick. Um, <laughs> we've also got the Canadian spaceman saying conjunction in the function. Well, just conjunction function. I mean, there's all sorts of funny comments over here, man. But well, anyway. They have their own little conversations in there, but how, who would they release? Are there any comments about who, who they'd release? No. Well, that's, that's a good question. Yeah, guys, who, who would you guys release other than uh, Mr. Shlomo saying that uh, he would release NXT. What about everyone else? Who would you guys get rid of if you had to set up some releases? I mean, could we possibly get Kevin Dunn gone? Or is that just a long uh, shot? Uh, anything's possible. I, I think it's unlikely at this point. But, eh, sure. Why not? I mean, part of it depends on what executive chairman actually means. Because he's Vince's guy. But nobody knows what executive chairman it means. And, you know, so we'll find out. I don't know. I feel like maybe we should go into SmackDown, at least touch on the beginning of it. Well, true. Chris. Sure. What's up? Well, well, actually, guys, because I missed the start of the show, do uh-huh. you guys think uh, that uh, the so-called uh, collision is happening now? Can we officially say it's, it's going to be a thing? I'm... Not officially, but I... Th- like not officially, but there's enough there's enough smoke to think there might be fire. We'll put it that way. Yeah, I, listen, I'm the biggest cynic on this thing probably in the world, um, but I know that the upfronts are May 17th, and May 17th, Tony Khan says he has a big, huge announcement to make, and they Another are in Chicago a month later. So uh, on a Saturday night at the United Center, not the that's true. Rosemont. It's got to be punk. It's got to be punk. 100%. So yeah, I think it is. I mean, it, it's a it's an epic failure of management. Uh, this is not a glass half full situation, regardless of how people want to spin it. But uh, but it could it's, it's going to be fun for us, except we're going to have to do a new show. I mean, we're going to have to add, add yet another show. Um, but maybe uh, it'll be one that we can do for uh, HMG Channel Attitude also and get more famous. Well, yeah, we already got the name. It's going to be Wreckage. Wreckage. Right. <laughs> that was Collisions good, cause yeah. Wreckage. Absolutely. I mean, if it's really, listen, if it's worse than we think it is, it, it, we, can, we can change it to a wreckage roadkill or just roadkill. <laughs> we'll start with wreckage. Well, I just want to go back Very to the comments. And just... asserted. Internationally, <laughs> bitches. Hey, no swearing. Remember? A bitch is not uh, a swear <laughs> word. Oh, okay, fair enough. What's well, the can't swear? First of all, yeah, well, apparently we can't. Uh, first can. of all, I, just... I'm pretty sure we can fucking swear. I'm from Canada, by the way, so fuck isn't even really a swear here. It's like a, it's well, like cunt in Australia. Me. Not really. Jesus. Those aren't really swear words. Sorry. Well, anyway, I just want to go back to the chat because uh, everyone's going pretty hard with the comments about who they would release. And uh, I just want to shout out uh, Miss Elizabeth. Who Mr. Says she would... <laughs> Elizabeth in the chat who says 50% of the women's roster because they are all terrible. That's what I said. 50%. That's a good one. And and she's a chick saying that, so that, that should tell you something. Uh, Mr. Shlomo yeah, says well, oh, he would release female, 50. Female characters, are completely, <laughs> female characters are completely miscast in a lot of these roles. It's like, what, it's like a lot of the problem that Marvel 
and DC and all these different uh, Disney, um, all of these different things there, they seem to be writing female characters in the role of the male power fantasy, which isn't exciting or interesting for women. So you don't actually have a lot of women loving these new characters because they're being written as male power fantasies. Men and women actually want different things out of their characters. Um, so you do have a situation where a lot of this over, you know, like I said, the, the fact that the WWE now is basically 50% men and 50% women is a total swing and miss. Their female fans don't even like it because they don't like the idea of the male fa- of the male power fantasy. They want their own kind of fantasy. They want their own kind of things to be done. You know, if you really want to get more women interested in WWE you need to I know I know that this sounds fucking terrible for people because for some reason saying logical things upsets people if you really want to get more female fans have more subtle romance things going on have more have more interesting characters that are more um deeply problematic and things like that you'll get more females to to watch but you have to actually tap into the female power fantasy which is being able to change something into something better that is the female power power fantasy um unless you start writing that it doesn't matter how many women you hire you're not going to get more women to watch because they don't want because women don't want to watch the male power fantasy but just through women that's not what they want well to be fair though chris there is a fair amount of female viewers in professional wrestling right now especially on the wwe end on the AEW side, they're just, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I want to call them, but they're just not on the WWE level, put it that way. But um, there's a fair few women now that actually seem to be getting into professional wrestling these days, probably more so than ever, as a matter of fact. Because you and they'll continue, few- and they'll continue to like wrestling no matter what happens, because they are die-hard wrestling fans. Because basically, wow. everybody who watches wrestling right now is a die-hard wrestling fan. If you want to grow your female audience, you have to give them the female power fantasy. You can't just expect them to be like the what. I mean, maybe 10% of the audience is female. Maybe, maybe 15. Like, I'm being charitable here, too. Like, Actually, this, this is, what? I'm not being an asshole. No, no, that, no, no, that no, is no. Charitably, Absolutely. the size of the of the female audience for professional wrestling. But I'm but, not saying that that's bad. I'm saying I love no. those women. I, I love those people. I love, I love anybody who wants to watch professional <sighs> wrestling. But if you want to grow your female audience, you have to tap into what female audiences actually want. But you bring up an interesting point because we do have the demo god really himself of the PwC in Jeff Lippman. What is the demographic of the women? Is there any sort of uh, writing that says what the female audience is? The last stats I saw, and they're pretty dated, Chris's number is accurate for AEW. I think for WWE, it's, it's actually higher. Um, I, you know, I'm sure we could discuss why it is, but Women, women wrestling fans is growing, and part of it is probably the focus on more women for for you know girls to look at as role model. Those girls grow into young ladies who grow into women, and some of them stay just like guys do. But I I think what Chris was saying was, if you write people sort of the way Gal Gadot played Wonder Woman in Batman versus Superman, where she was then we're in trouble. Star of that fucking (laughs) show, and the first Wonder Woman less like captain marvel where she was rigid and stoic as can be and by the way i didn't hate captain marvel i i I actually thought it was okay um but i'm very much in the minority but 
less like broken Wanda in Doctor Strange. Um, they just they just write basically they just write mean girls, nice girls, jock girls, and and girls who are badass and tough. And to be honest, they don't do a whole lot more with the men, but at least they throw in a little bit of you know sort of ethnicity in there. So Gunther is you know basically you know borderline uh, you know jackboots. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Shinsuke in, going into his jujitsu. You know, doing, doing he is his. a German. Yeah. <laughs> but that, oh that, yeah, Wanderwelt. I, I don't know why this is controversial. The Iron Sheik did Iran number one. He's a legendary. Yeah, the but that Iron was the Sheik. time, though. That Listen, was the time. So. Well, Iran number one. Be, America Tui. Habtu <laughs> America. Warat is ten years old. It's still it's funnier than anything that's been made in the last ten years. Absolutely, I, mean, I agree. The Iron Sheik is more famous than any wrestler, certified legend right now. Right, I dare say he's just as well known. When you think about it, in the wider aspect, right, and I'm talking about in mainstream, to a point, not not on Hulk Hogan level, right, but he's right up there. I'm telling you, there is a lot of people that do not know professional wrestling that know who the Iron Sheik is. If you if you go to people, go, do you know the Iron Sheik? Yes. You know John Cena. A lot of people are gonna say no. Everybody knows the freaking Iron Sheik, and and there's probably a lot of people who remember Nikolai Volkov or just generic Russian. I, I'm just saying that he was Croatian, up, mind and if, you. And if you go up to a random woman on the street and you say, "Do you know who Rhea Ripley is?" the answer is almost <laughs> definitely no. If you go up to that same woman and say, "Do you know who Nikki Bella is?" the answer is way more likely to be yes. Ooh, so likely, again, likely. you have to tap into the female audience and what they want if you want things to grow. And that's the kind of thing that your standard female audience wants. The the 15% of women who watch wrestling now, the maybe 20% of the audience, maybe it's 25% in the WWE, I don't know. Um, they're going to like wrestling because they like wrestling. But if you want the if you want the everyday woman to start wanting to watch wrestling, you have to give her things that she wants. And it's not it's not to see Gunther chop Sheamus 16 times. But to be fair, let's give some credit to the women, though. Not all women are like that, though, too. There are women out there. That's what I'm there. saying. The 15% right, right. of women who aren't like that, I, I, they're great. I, I love right, I love women who, who like wrestling and boxing. Absolutely. And, but like Chelsea Green. She, she's leaning into a stereotype of a type of woman, and it's sort exactly. of comical, but we exactly. see it every day on social media and probably in real life for people who go out. Not me. I don't. You know, I don't. I don't, and I don't it's a great character. And that's like, a great character. Right. And she is more over than almost anyone else. I mean, unfortunately, Sonya Deville is there to, to I guess Carmelo's injured or something because that was two of them were, it was absolute gold. But she's more interesting. Listen, I think Bianca Belair is an amazing talent, but I think that she's fem, female Brown Baker. She's just like, I'm a jock. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a cool jock. I'm nice, but I kick ass. Okay, cool. That, that's great. But it, it's not that interesting other than I'm a role model. You know, at some point there's going to be enough female African-American role models that that's no longer a character. I mean, we're not there yet, I suppose. But Chelsea Green is a more interesting character. Rhea Ripley's interesting just because of the way she carries herself. And it is so unique. Like, she does the male empowerment female fantasy well. She, she is like Salt or Atomic Blonde. You know, she, she, she pulls that off. Um, yep. But not everyone can. Like Raquel Rodriguez, what, what's her character? She smiles and she likes to tag with. She does like, this. Like she's Liz Morgan's trying back. to be the crazy girl, but she's, still popular. You know, she, she's that big back bitch. Right. 
yeah, right. The back, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know, but uh, I, I, I think that people enjoy wrestling tropes and they enjoy good stories, whether they're male or female. I mean, Maxine Dupree, this, this whole thing is stupid. It's a stupid gimmick, but she owns it. It's great. She's made Otis. And she's hot. <laughs> she's made those other of the year. It's tolerable, but they're generally not there. And and and, and the world was better for them not being there. Again, I put Los Lotharis in there. Let them let them dress crazy. How dumb are these is this companies sometimes? How did they not think of putting Los Lotharicos in maximum male Lotharicos? But they did think about it. They tried it and they just dropped it. They just dropped well, it. Uh, that's <laughs> like uh, Bronson Reed and uh, the other big fella in the. Uh, What's his name? Otis. Uh, Otis. Otis, sorry, yes. They were teasing it, and look what they did. But I just want to go back to the chat because uh, there's a few comments that we sort of should acknowledge. Sure. Uh, Aaron uh, Shlomo says, Jimmy, some things never change. The Iron Sheik is bigger than most today because he had a gimmick that he could be and not someone that is foreign to him. That is true, and I agree with you 100%. Problem is, we're in 2023. Will that jive these days? I'm not quite sure. You know what I mean? Well, that, also, that depends. That depends. Now, listen, I, I understand the argument of like, okay, characters don't work anymore in wrestling because there's no such thing as kayfabe. Um, no, go no, ahead, no. Go ahead and show. Work. Go ahead and show me other than just being like, uh, hey, 16 million of my people died in Germany uh, in the 1940s. Other than that, show me anywhere on his social media that MJF is broke character. Uh, he he has a couple of times. Not uh, are you talking about on social media? Yeah, he he is. He MJF. has a couple of times recently, as a matter of fact. Okay, well, recently then, but he is MJF. He's an actually believable yeah, character because he lives the right. gimmick. He just does it, and I mean, people still know that it's a gimmick, but they like the fact that he's not breaking character. They like the fact that when they bring their baby to him, he's going. Wah! Oh, that was the best, man! Scream, screeching at the babies or whatever. That's funny. what about when That's he was awesome. throwing the fucking uh, the figurines too, man? Yeah, so it can the be done. <laughs> it can be done, but wrestlers have to actually give a shit enough to do it. You can't I think what the you can't have Braun Strowman doing the fucking Daisy Dukes. That doesn't work. Ugh. Or yeah. the fucking B12s on the fucking bench. Yeah, you can do the B12s on the bench. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think what I think what the commenter was talking about will will it pass in our current environment? And I think that they're making the mistake that we all do in thinking that Twitter is real. It's not. The the ninety three percent of the people who will enjoy that aren't spending all their time on Twitter, or at least not the wrestling part of Twitter. So yeah, they'll be the, the on Twitter. The seven percent of of the world that's on Twitter and that smaller percentage that's that's in the internet wrestling community will be divided 50 50 that's too far oh that's racist but most of the world won't care and 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 by the way those are the four to 10 million people that used to watch because they're like well, this is boring they, well, all, uh, there's no characters here. <laughs> i i watch this because i wanted i wanted to watch cartoons but live action cartoons and and I, they're not I getting any more they can watch real fighting easily well, also, shout out to Canada Spaceman who's going bananas in the chat with his nursery rhymes. I mean, <laughs> look at, check this out, guys. He says, uh, <laughs> Rhea and Chelsea sitting in the tree, Bischoff dreaming of a lesbian TLC. Oof, that's a right there. And he says, I've aged 100 years since last week. Well, FYI, Canada Spaceman, I wasn't on last week, so I don't know who you saw last week. It wasn't me. That's for sure. And it's 4 a.m. 
You look in great. my neck of the woods. I am tired. You look great yeah, last week. Kinda... I was great. I rose um, last week. Guys, let's start talking about <laughs> Down here. Uh, SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. It's been an hour. All right. Let's uh, let's get into Do it. Do we have to? I mean, no, I guess, but <laughs> it would probably be better for the show if we start talking about it. Um, yeah, so we start off with uh, LWO versus Judgment Day in a uh, uh, no, just a tag team match. So it was um, Rey Mysterio and um, sorry, what's the other guy? Santos Escobar. Again? Santos Escobar versus uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest in a tag match. Um, yeah, what did you guys think of this of this match? Did you did you guys notice anything that uh, that seems to be building towards? towards backlash because if i'm completely honest with you maybe the two most empty calorie feeling uh hours of wrestling that i watched was smackdown this week it, it just felt it very crap. empty it was very empty it actually sucked pretty bad probably the worst show in the last six months i dare say man that's how bad it was i've seen worse like every last Raw. six months oh no no, no. i'm yeah. talking about just smackdowns not raws I think I've seen. I think last week's SmackDown was actually worse than this week's. But yeah. Um, mm. But what do I see? Uh, no, I don't really. I don't quite understand who's going to be facing who at Backlash. I mean, under I understand sort of. I, I understand sort of who the sides are, but like, who's Bad Bunny going to be with? You you think it's going to be Ray? Uh, but you know, all I see is Legato continuing to lose, and I do see. Finn and the Judgment Days, or like Finn is sort of the weak link, but they won the match. But at some point, there was a miscommunication, and Damian Priest knocked Finn off the off the rails, and, and he looked at him like, "What the hell are you doing here?" But they ended up winning, and so I mean, they're I think they're teasing that, that at some point they're going to boot Finn out, which is weird because they recruited Finn to boot Edge out, which is this whole yeah, you, know, you know me with this faction, I you know. I, I think they caught a really lucky break with with with, or they were smart with what they did with Dominic and Rhea, but it's it's been bad for everyone else around it except for Ray. Um, and we'll see what we'll. See. I mean, you know, they can rescue it. Anyone can rescue. You know it. what they could do, actually, Jeff? We could what? get a Mark Henry and China f- storyline with Rhea Ripley and Solo Sokoa. I'll be down with that. Well, I mean, that's why I wrote in the machismo, uh, d- does Rhea and Solo need to get a room? Right, absolutely. Do they? Maybe they do. Maybe Rhea is into the menage a trois. Maybe, but Rhea <laughs> nor Solo were involved in this match. <laughs> and Rhea that's was true. not even part of this segment. <laughs> that's also true. The point is, so maybe Legato's... Is the machismo. <laughs> well, yeah, check out the machismo at the PWC network, that's for sure. But sorry, Chris, I went right off topic, but continue on. No, it's fine, man. We've got lots of time to kill, and I don't have a lot to say about most of what I saw on <laughs> SmackDown. Um, the match was fine. The match is always going to be fine with these four guys. They can all work. Everybody in this match is a – like, we'll put it this way. If I'm making releases, none of these four guys are anywhere close to the button for me. Like, these guys are all sticking around. They can all work. They can all do everything well. If you need pin eaters, they can all eat pins. Um, every single one of them is has potential. Uh, Finn Balor needs to stay healthy. Rey Mysterio's getting old, but like other than that, all four of these guys are great professional wrestlers who you want on your roster. They're great to have. Um, but in terms of this match, it was just very meh. Um, one thing, Priest has Priest has been getting all of the pinfalls lately, and that that's more because he was the guy who was getting left behind. So I think they realize that, and now they're trying to build him back 
First of all, is he even a damn priest? I'm just. I I'm thought he was serious. a vampire. Well, I don't know what the hell he is, but maybe that's the issue with Mister Priest. Maybe I he needs to. Well, I think I'm there are seriously. a lot of issues with Mister Priest. <laughs> well, that's true too. Well, yeah, exactly. But why? Why do you think the question of whether or not he's a priest is is impactful? Here? Because I just thought about it. What is he really? He's a bad guy that's big and is goth. But why is he a priest? Is he a street priest? Is he a well, church it, priest? That's his last name. It's Damien Priest, so it would be Devil Priest. So you would think he'd be a <laughs> Luciferian priest or, or something like that. I, I think you're thinking too much into it, but I don't know. Go <laughs> on. Well, like Elizabeth says in the chat, he's a closet Hellraiser character. Closet Hellraiser character. But please elaborate a little more, Liz, because what do you mean by closet hellraiser okay liz please replace jimmy yeah. <laughs> um, no but really closet why closet though all right we're getting away from this after the match priest grabs the mic calls I'm out bad, bad bunny ahead of his return on raw um he says he hopes this visit goes differently than the last one so i think that they're setting up a situation where priest is going to be um sort of the main star uh opposite bad bunny in that match since you know they're both puerto rican uh that makes sense and also they happen to be good friends in real life um so that's probably what they're doing there but um i just don't know i i don't see an awful lot of buzz for this and i mean I'm sure it'll go over well in Puerto Rico because they're ha they have you know basically their biggest musical star in the last I don't know ten years anyway in Bad Bunny and one of the only really great professional wrestlers from Puerto Rico right now in Damian Priest. So I mean it'll go over well there, but I don't see it building any kind of interest here. I, I just don't. I don't see anybody going. Oh, isn't this cool? I see zero. I don't see anything on social media where Bad Bunny's talking it up. I don't see anything on social media where people are going, oh, this is a big deal. This guy's a great big star. Um, it, it, it's almost like it's almost like if, uh, you know, if the first rock and wrestling thing just completely fizzled and did nothing, nobody cared. Well, to um, be fair, though, Chris, I've noticed there's a trend with WWE PLEs lately, and, and I'm sure Jeff can attest to this. They don't really, they don't hype their, their PLEs like they used to, man. Even WrestleMania for quite a while was not hyped like it should have been until the last week. So I think uh, this is just a normal thing that WWE seems to be doing. I think come pay-per-view time, though, as weird as this card is sort of looking at the moment, it will still deliver, though, because WWE PLEs seem to always deliver. I didn't think about it until you mentioned it, but I think that you may be onto something that WWE has confused repetition of promotion with hype. Um, and Vince knew how to hype things at some point. I, I don't know whether he's around it. Maybe that's something that, that Endeavor can help them with. Maybe, you know, who, who knows? Maybe they can get back into the hype. AEW does a really good job of hype. It's just they hype too many things at once. So that it's it's confusing as to what to get hyped for. Bro. And then if you're like me, you just you get numb and you stop getting hyped about anything but yeah you're right i haven't heard a lot of buzz but i've always been a skeptic of celebrities in wrestling i think there's very few celebrities that make any sort of long-term impact cindy lopper did um I, I think that mike tyson does believe it or not 
Uh, and I think Logan Paul is. But beyond that, Robin, you know, a few athletes. But for the most part, I think it just makes the wrestlers look bad that they lose to people from an outside world. And I think once the people from the outside world saw Bad Bunny at once, they want to see Bad Bunny. They got their fix. That's it. But, you know, they want to see Bad Bunny rap. They don't want to see him jumping around. But maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe this will, Chambaya, maybe it will turn out that. 700 million people worldwide watch this to see it. We'll never know the real number because they'll talk about social media impressions and shit like, you know, they'll do the things you like know, how many gonna people be breaking watch records a minute. Again, well, there were speaking... 18 billion social media in, in full. Actually, wait, wait, what? There's only there's only like 7 billion people on the planet. 18 gotta... billion! Okay. You, you know what Atlantis, else is worse? The hollow wow. earth, <laughs> the artificial moon. Well, well, but no, but they actually they have already. Whatever's seen. really going on in Australia, that too. I don't exist. Remember, they're, they're hiding <laughs> at least seven billion people there. <laughs> oh yeah, right. No, no, but for real though, I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing that WWE did break a record with, which and they people. proudly announced. Lizard on people. Social- <laughs> lizard people. <laughs> the damn goldfish. Anyway, it's always li- <laughs> it's always lizard people. Where's my there. lizard people mug? D. God damn it. <laughs> did you hear that (laughs) anyway they have broken records apparently with 30 over 30,000 tickets sold already for SummerSlam and we're still four months out terrific WWE sells tickets so maybe we're wrong maybe we maybe we we just watch too much wrestling and so maybe maybe we're maybe we're numb to the hype I know we definitely watch too much wrestling that's 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 true that's pretty true I can just attest to that one it makes you kind of loopy after a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yes. Medium five is John okay? I have no idea. <laughs> I hope he is. I'm sure he is. I don't know what's going on with John right now, but uh, yeah. He's been I don't know. A, a woman shows up at work. It's his boss. It's a Saturday. This, you know, <laughs> I, I've, oh, I've seen this God. on Netflix lots of times. <laughs> Canada Spaceman with a comment. Netflix. <laughs> oh, Netflix, I, exactly. I mean, yeah. I, either uh, that do you want to say it? I don't want to say it. I either that or he that. mentioned. Either that or he mentioned Gunther too much, and the German showed up to take him. I, I don't know. Oh, Vanderbilt. No, you know who took him? <laughs> Lizard people. Lizard people. All right. So back from the break. Uh, backstage. Wait, we we can't do the show without John, can we? It'll be super easy. Hardly an barely an inconvenience. <laughs> barely an inconvenience. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, shit. All right, back from the break, we head backstage to Adam Pierce. Uh, Zelina Vega approaches him and says that uh, while she doesn't know where she'll end up with the WWE draft next week, she wants a shot at Rare Ripley's SmackDown Championship. And she says, I know, I know, she's a, she's dangerous, but but I can I can get it done. No, you can't. But she has shurikens um, in her hair. That's dangerous. Yeah, that's true. She's got weapons in her hair i'm not sure yeah. i'm not sure when the weaponized hair became legal in wwe but i'm into it yeah i like well, weaponized hair pal weaponized <laughs> hair weaponized hair is tight uh, oh yeah i love him tight anyway adam pierce <laughs> says know, shut gotta... up. <laughs> <laughs> hey shut up um uh yeah so basically pierce says you know you got to talk to upper management about getting a shot at the wwe championship and that's the segment. Right. It's weird how he can make some matches but can't make others. It's like he's, it's like I think he's got like body doubles, lizard people. Adam Pierce is like you know can do some things certain times and other times not. It's it's odd. Yeah. Well, 
Medium five wonders what she's got in her crotch. Apparently, just quietly. <laughs> Don't oh, we <well>. all? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, medium I think five. Canada... If you weren't wondering that, I'd, I'd wonder what's wrong with you. And Candace Spaceman though, with another fucking killer comment, says, "Now we have hair of mass destruction." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it, 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 you guys are on fire tonight. <laughs> it's it's really too bad that uh, George W. Bush wasn't still president because he would definitely invade Puerto Rico for the hair of mass Ooh. destruction. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't know is he still is, and he already did it. Mission accomplished. Ah. <laughs> ah. Sweet. Ah, yeah, mission good. accomplished. Got to love that. Mission accomplished 15 years later. All right. Um, territory? Is, that, is that possible? I know, Let's find possible. out. <laughs> Biden would do something like that, though. I wouldn't put it past him. Really? You, you think he's going to invade Puerto Rico? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, even though it's yours, pretty much. I mean, I wouldn't put it past you know, him. You know be, who would do it? It's President Lipman. Let's try. Ah, there you go. You invade your own territory? Just well, <laughs> you are the moderator, after all, right, Jeff? I was. I, not anymore. Now, I, no, I, but I you're the mo- moderator of, of Puerto Rico now. I was a moderator, all like I was this lousy shirt. Yeah, you know who I thought was on your shirt, actually, even though that's you. Um, what's the fucking? Uh, oh my god, I, I forgot his name already. The fucking old school porno star with the mustache, Ron Jeremy. There we go, Ron Jeremy. It looked like Ron I've Jeremy. Never hated there for you a more. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you hate me? How many bitches is he fucked for crying Have out loud? Have you seen Ron Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yes, these days, and just quietly, <laughs> Pierce Austin, you make me laugh. He's just he's in the chat. Who's a fellow Aussie, and he tells me, "Get some sleep, you podcast machine." Funny enough, you're always awake when I am too, though, Pierce. What's going on there? But um, also, yeah, Canada Spaceman says Australia is guilty of war crimes on Tasmania. Yeah, more like the Tasmanian tiger, as a matter of fact, okay, Mr. Spaceman. Canada Spaceman, maybe tuning into the wrong show. <laughs> uh, Spaceman, he's on some space shit. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> he's killing it with the comments, man. Yes. Yeah, All right. Let's move on. Uh, there's a video package next up hyping uh, Shinsei, Shinsuke Nakamura. I really liked this video package. It was just basically a, a voiceover with his sensei, I imagine, talking about the different ways that he's trained on how to on how to hit people and choke them out, etc. Um, again, this was very simple, and I mean very simple. This was a this was maybe a 30 second video, and um, to me, this got him more over. It got me more excited to see Nakamura than watching a 15-minute match against Commander would have. Um, you know, Why and did then you say that name. <laughs> and then there's another video package directly after that where Carrion uh, Cross basically um, he talks about a number of the feuds that he's had, and I liked I liked what they did with this. Um, he took credit for a number of the feuds that he's lost, but he took credit for helping people um, find a darker side to them. I like that. He, yeah. he basically equated Rey Mysterio finally snapping on, on Dom to him. It was because I made Rey finally snap. Or, you know, uh, the, you know, the, uh, I made uh, Drew McIntyre want to turn on, on, on Sheamus, et cetera, et cetera. I really liked these two video packages. They were back to back. In, in their entirety, it couldn't have lasted more than a minute and 30 seconds. And I thought that it did a better job of getting both of these guys over than anything in the ring possibly could have. 
I think this is a promise. First of all, I agree with you 100% on the, on the Nakamura package. This is the way they shot it, the coloring they used. It, it, it was all this. This was great. Jimmy's going to say it's something he did already in Japan. We don't care. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? No, no, okay. Jesus. Yeah, I actually yeah. said Dito. I Jimmy's, agree. Jimmy's not Jarko. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to point to when he was in all Japan in uh, 2017, they did the exact Jeez. same thing. And, and well, I mean, all right. better in Japan. Not, not that. Um, <laughs> I did sort of like how Cross tried to snatch victory out of the, the jaws of multiple defeats. So he said that he, 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 he gave Drew his rage. He, he, he took away Madcap's joy. He had he he took away Ray's patience, and he's going to take away Nakamura's honor. The only problem is, is that he hadn't done that before. This wasn't the gimmick all along, and it's still sort of a confusing gimmick. Where I mean, Scarlet's walking behind him slowly. She, they're holding the tarot cards, but he's still, you know why, you know, Jeff? He's still predicting their release and a, and a white shirt. He said, "It's like it's still he's a grease ball now." It just feels like he. It, it doesn't feel like he he's searching for a character now. If he continues with this, that's fine. But he's got to he's got to win some shit. You can't you can't just be. I did. I accomplished all this, but still lose the feuds. I mean, tick tock, Jeff. Tick tock. Well, that's what I'm. There... I, I, tick tock. The time. It's time's running out. But while I liked it, and while I agree with Chris that, that I thought the you know what that means clever. Uh, yeah, delete. I mean, unfortunately. Um, I sort of, I sort of looked at him and I felt, I feel like I'm looking at empty calories right now. Oh, I can't believe you're saying this about the guy. And, and you know, he's pretty close to home to us, Jeff, if you know what I mean. And I can't believe we've been saying this now for quite a few months. It, it hurts But me. unfortunately, it's true. Absolutely. It hurts me too. And, but and the truth of the matter is... Shave what? the fucking hair back off and stop, oh and stop dressing like you're, you're, you're like some sort of like... Like, ready to go doof, doof like some, some sort of guy that you'd, you'd see in a club trying to pick up women <laughs> like pick 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 a pick a look that fits with your character of a killer i this is this is just he he dresses like damian priest like just more just more sort of uh grease bullish if that makes yeah. any sense yeah. just a little more italian yeah exactly Sorry. that's exactly the, the best way Italian. of putting it and that's true too like, but like, um get into magician grip maybe they should switch outfits you know what? I dare say this, guys. Could it possibly could this match have more implications than than what it is? Because I believe this match almost has the loser leaves WWE implications. I'm telling you, man. I, I think right now Cross is wrestling for his actual WWE career, and if he doesn't impress now, he's out. Well, not if not if the like. If what we're hearing from backstage is correct, which is that Triple H, which is that Triple H is really going to take over booking uh, post draft, which I, I don't particularly believe that Vince McMahon will fuck off ever until he dies, and then I think his ghost might continue to try to book Raw on the fly as it's as it's happening. But like, if that's accurate, then no, Cross is not getting released because Cross is a Triple H guy. I think this entire mm. thing is to make Nakamura versus Roman Reigns a short-term Again. believable thing for Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia? Why would the Saudis want that 
particular matchup there. I don't think they care about the well because I mean people like Nakamura, but they want to see Roman Reigns. But Roman Reigns has to beat somebody. So who's who's been mostly losing for the last five years? Nakamura, but he's he has some sort of international draw, and he's got the hardcore. And you can't say he's not being pushed if he's in a title match because remember, oh. even in a title match is being pushed now. <laughs> yeah, that's you, true. even if it's only once. Ricky Starks totally pushed, even though he had one title match. <laughs> pushed so. off the cliff now, but though. Jeff, let's be real. But as far as Nakamura goes, he is kind of that Mr. Fix-It type of guy. He's kind of taken that Dolph Ziggler spot that Ziggler had about eight years ago, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But he, he, instead, though, he doesn't win the World Championship. He's there. He's very upper mid-card, sometimes main event level if you need him to be. But that's it. He's not going to go anywhere else. And he's just that type of guy now. But uh, we've already seen a Roman Nakamura angle not too long ago did we not i don't remember one well pretty much the last time he was around i mean not i mean even further back but i'm sure they did few i mean i remember they started with one but they didn't oh yeah i think they didn't finish it you're right yeah it just got dropped i'm not sure why so i think that we're gonna get it i think it's just gonna be the saudi arabia you know the 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 main event in saudi arabia but in the draft i mean I have to say, I mean, the comparisons with Damian Priest and, and the Judgment Day Act and the fact that maybe they are getting rid of Finn, um, maybe Cross gets drafted to Raw or Judgment Day gets drafted to SmackDown. He joins Judgment Day. He fits in it better than Finn. And and maybe then his feud that he finally wins a feud is against Finn for the Judgment Day. And, and Finn is enhancement talent now. So, you know, that's fine. But he's still viewed as a big deal. So maybe if if if... They're not giving up on him, and I hope they're not. I hope he continues with this this type of promo, and he so that he finds a character because if he finds a character, I think you know, I think he's got most of the tools. Uh, somehow, though, he, the way he dresses, like he's a big guy, but he dresses small. I I I, I don't get that. But um, and douchey. But yeah, but I, I I but I could I could get down with that whole thing. I think that would work with him and him the Judgment Day. Well, um, and they I think need to do something with him fast, Damien. And Dom, with Scarlet being the sort of the witch in the background, and Rhea being the sort of the alpha male. I think I think that's the alpha male. Work. I mean, shit. Why not? But um, look, like I said, it's time is ticking, literally, for Carrying Cross. I just hope, you know, he gets it right very soon and very fast. Otherwise, I don't know, man. I, I feel like he's been exposed in his second run, but we'll see. It's better than the first run. Um, that's true too. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's move on. I, I I just I really wanted to spend some time talking about it. I know it was just like two tiny little video packages, but to me, it really brought up like something that I've been looking at lately. So I've been going back and I've been watching some old footage and stuff. And um, you know, if you want to see a really good example of a guy getting over and why these video packages can be so good for a character, watch Val Venus's debut. Um, with Jenna Jamison with the vignette and all that? No, so what I'm saying is the debut. When he when he actually finally came out, the crowd went fucking nuts. Listen to that pop back. I for was his like, nuts. They, they I were was popping like, for his nuts. Holy shit. I literally was watching that and I went, wow, man. Like, Think most about of it, the dude. main eventers would kill for that pop right now. He, he was getting over by saying, California, here I come. He was getting I mean, over. Seriously. He was getting over with thirty-second video packages explaining who he was. Yeah, that's how he got over. Vignettes. You knew how to do this. 
between the years 1985 and like 1998 perfectly. Mr. Perfect, the Million Dollar Man, the Razor Ramon vignettes. The real world champion. I just say that, you know, you, you hear Bobby Heenan's voice and you see big gold in there. I mean, they, they knew how to do this for you. And yes, Val Venus was an amazing example of that. They knew how to do this. I, I don't know. Now it's like Vera's coming for 10 months. I mean, dude, I mean that's that's a lot of semen. Good for you. I mean, oh, I mean, I mean, and by the way, no, I mean, AEW, that's what they should have done with Jay White, not give, not feed him into whatever this... The, the, the not, not a 15-minute match against fucking Commander? Yeah, probably yeah. not. Unless it's Cobra Commander, I'm not interested. Or Commander Underpants. They should just call him that. That's Captain <laughs> Underpants. Commander <laughs> Underpants might be Matt Riddle. <laughs> and just quietly, Mr. Spaceman, I know exactly what you're talking about with the lighting, and it's annoying. So yes, I am very aware about that i can't do anything about it that's the problem <laughs> yeah, get another so, yeah. no i need to get one of those fucking round light bullshit thingies man and go dark in here but because it makes me all look real white it's but his camera too many many problems but he thinks the he thinks the lighting is a big one um no, it on is here. it actually is i'm glad spaceman said that because that bothers me and he uh, actually Space pointed man, that out he is right now fighting a very powerful tractor beam from a ufo that's trying to pull him <laughs> into space just yes. to do the show he, he's looking forward to his his monthly probing but he's he's fighting it to finish the show so the viking raiders versus braun Strowman <laughs> and ricochet is next uh, uh really this match had some ugly moments there was a few uh there were definitely more than a there were definitely more than a couple of botches in this match including at one point braun Strowman throws ricochet um <sighs> i think to try to hit ivar but he didn't he just threw him on the ground, and Ivar kind of stared at him for a second. It was well done, guys. Um, if you can't do the spot, don't do the fucking spot. Um, I don't know. I keep thinking that if they got booked properly, if they got a few weeks of 30-second backstage promo type things, I think that you could still do something with the Viking Raiders, but I don't know, man. The more I watch, the less I think that they have any possibility of coming. I know who can save him, Chris. Vince Russo? El, no, El Higo Vikingo oh. could be their savior. Yeah. Their yeah, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Vahala Hala Hala's son. There you go. From that a Vahala Hala long time ago. That yeah. doesn't even... That's not even a... I don't know. Jeff? <laughs> um... We've had this discussion before where, you know, we all remember War Machine fondly. And I think we were all excited when they came in. And, you know, the, the, the stink had been put on them, you know, even though occasionally things they did, like with the Street Profits, like it was funny where Ivar would always find a turkey leg no matter where they were. Almost like it was, like it was his Mjolnir. He'd put his hand out and a turkey leg would appear in it. I mean, some of that was funny wrestle crap. But... All they do is lose, and I think it was even last week on the Smack Attack, or maybe two weeks ago, where Chris, you were you were saying that if they book them strong, I think we're gonna have something. And I said no, I think, and I know this is sounding hypocritical, but I think they come across as too cartoonish now, and so I'm gonna try to explain the difference. I think coming off as cartoonish means unserious. I think that's different than you want to see live action cartoons. I mean, like the kind of action, the kind of figures. I, they might be a little bit dated. 
or it's just that they were taken, they were never treated seriously for long enough. I mean, I think the Valhalla might be the best visual in wrestling, period. I mean, her her get up and, and even the way she says, mm, Valhalla yeah. is here, I think it's great. Um, I, I can't stand it. Just okay. quietly. Listen, it, it, that's fine. It, it's entirely subjective. That, that's that's cool. Um, I think these guys, they they just don't look it. I mean, if the, if this was Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman pretending to be Vikings, like I, I think it would work. But one guy isn't that big and doesn't really have muscles, and the other guy just looks fat. I mean, but I think they're okay. <laughs> but I think this is where they are. I mean, I think they're basically the heel bushwhackers. I, I, I think that's <laughs> it. Um well, instead of licking everyone, they can just fart on people's heads. I, I hope they don't do either of those things. I mean, uh, <laughs> and they could go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, but whoa, I, I think so. at this point, they'd be better off being the lovable losers and eat turkey legs <laughs> and, and, and make a five year career out of that and then go fuck uh, off or something. Um, you know, the Walt Samoa's kind of thing. Once you fucked off, you'll get into a, a longship and sail to Iceland, then continue fucking off and get into another longship and then go to Greenland and you know, walk up an ice shelf and then. And while you're there fucking off on the ice shelf, continue to feel free to fuck off all the way to the Arctic Circle. And you know, <laughs> then go into the hollow arc and continue the fuck off in Agartha. So, uh, you know, I mean, that was, I was trying to do Chris Proud there. I'm sure I didn't do a very good job. Of no, that. that was good. I liked it. Yeah, that, that was good. Well, yeah. maybe. The use of the Teddy, long ships really made that. Can Teddy Long maybe save <laughs> this abysmal team? Okay, I know exactly so what you're come out The Val, holla, 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 holla. <laughs> Come on, it's fucking money. No, I speak German. <laughs> Come on, you guys would all fucking love it if that was the case. I, man, that would be Once. the gimmick One of the year for me. One time, Valhalla, Halla, Halla, Halla. Come on, man, it's money. And then they look at him and they say, "Who are you?" And he goes, "That's it. You're having a match tonight with the Undertaker." <laughs> and then he's like, "Rest in peace." And then that's it. They're done. Gone, deleted. Sounds Listen, good. Anyway, um, Braun Strowman are an okay team generally. The, yes, they were. Oh, come on. I mean, in, in the world, the, no, they're okay. I mean, I, I like the dynamic. As War know. Machine, yes. As this shit, no. I'm talking about Braun and Ricochet. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, fuck them too. They fuck themselves, literally. Yeah, I know. I can't say anything good about them without you going to them. To I'm sorry. They, they've ruined it for me. They just have. Chris, have they ruined it for you? No, I still really like Braun Strowman and Ricochet both. Um, I think that they're both super talented wrestlers. I still don't understand the point of standing on Braun Strowman's shoulders because Braun Strowman's <sighs> shoulders are only about a foot and a half taller than the ring posts anyway. It, it, <laughs> fine, it's unnecessary. I fine, I guess. It, it's got an interesting look, I, guess, I suppose. But like for me, as a realist, I'm looking at it going, this doesn't actually make anything more impactful. It doesn't. Um, it actually doesn't. Because... For the crowd, that's that's all it is. It's right, and he jumps off real gingerly anyway. Right. It, it's the equivalent of Arn Anderson going like this to QT Marshall. It's just to get your one thing in. Stupid. Um, extremely. Yeah. What you mean is it's extremely stupid. Um, yeah, right. yeah. So anyway, that's fine. I think that they they could have something again, like. Whether or not you can make something of a, of a wrestler, of a team, of a stable, of an angle, is entirely down to booking. It's entirely down to how consistent can you be with the booking for a thing. And I just, 
if they're going to be serious about it, I'd like to see Strowman and Ricochet become a bigger deal, but they, they've got to be serious about it if they're going to. And as far as the Viking Raiders, yeah, I don't know, man. They might just have to go away and come back with something completely new because this, like, straight off the longship thing isn't working. Well, there's only one thing the Vikings can do to, to reinvent themselves is come back as converted Christians and do the whole Malachi, uh, Mordecai thing. Yeah, they could. By the way, I think I would love that. And the zombie from ECW. Uh, Why? Okay. Why not? And I then we know. can have the boogeyman jumping too. I, I I didn't watch ECW, so that was not a. <laughs> I think that's stupid. That's a. I seriously have no idea what that means. Oh, you don't want to know anyway. Trust me. Heck, you might as well even bring Doink and Dink at this point. All whoa, right, whoa, Jimmy. Whoa, whoa, I'm gonna need you. Do not criticize evil clowns. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, I'm going to need you to get all the way off my back about Doink and Dink. Um, <laughs> moving on here. <laughs> moving on here. We've got a uh, women's tag team championship match, which, again, oh, shit. if you're asking me, this is exactly the kinds of people who just need to get fired. Like, just release some of these people. They're not interesting. Um, I do like Chelsea Green. Everybody else in this is kind of meh for me. Although, yeah, I mean... There's reasons, I guess, to keep these people around, but to me, Chelsea Green is the only person of the four of these that I would even care to protect in a draft. Um, the match was what the kind of what the kind of match that you should have come to expect so far from the from these four women. None of them are great in the ring, and um, yeah, the champs win, retain. Um, did you have anything that you wanted to specifically mention about this match, Jimmy, or can we go to Jeff and then move on? Go to Jeff and move on. Seriously, I, I just think it's a little bit funny that Braun's girlfriend is basically doing almost the exact same thing on the women's side, uh, with with the small yeah. aerial attacker and Liv. Except Liv at least has, is trying to do the so, somehow I'm broken and twisted but still a face character, where Ricochet is just you know I jump around. So that's like the other no, 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 but, but jump up, said, jump up, and get down. This was a match like. You know, I was afraid they were going to hot potato those th these titles again. I'm glad they didn't because I hope Carmella's back because her and Chelsea actually make for a team I'd want to see with the titles. And if these titles are ever going to mean anything, somebody needs to hold them for a significant amount of time and they need to face teams that have been around. So one of the rumors I'm hearing, a lot of the NXT women who are part of tag teams are going to be drafted. And it's for the sole purpose of actually having a women's tag team division. I'm all for that. Um, even if, if I don't think that the, you know, I, I mean, I don't think K and K dance factory are, you know, intimidating, but they're a pretty good tag team. If they put Indy Hartwell up and they team with Candice LeRae, they can work as a tag team. So I don't, it's not that I find them interesting. It's just that at least you're going to build a division with actual teams. Oh, this is completely not on, on topic, but sort of as adjacent if, if people follow along with me, but so Mercedes Monet, most of you know, her, Sasha Banks, she signed with stardom and she, Trinity Fatu, uh, Naomi, Trinity Star now, she goes by, was supposed to be signed right afterwards. And Bushirod said, now we're, we're keeping costs in line and she's too expensive. So Naomi walked out the door with Sasha about a year ago and they went all over the place only for the ultimate dream to only be for one of them. And the other one, like she's going to either have to make a decision to go to AEW and sort of betray her family uh, or to come back hat in hand and come back into 
women's wrestling, but she's a very fine tag team wrestler. Um, they would be fine. Uh, and, and she's got a cool, like, but, lights out thing. So, like, everyone who says, go out there and know your worth, I'll find the funny that actually know your worth before you before you before you go anywhere. Right. Exactly. Know, know your worth and know that and and everyone's kind of stop thinking there's so much money in wrestling because there isn't generally. Yeah, well, that's what I find ironic, right? Because Mercedes Manet calls herself that as a gimmick, but she's with Stardom for crying out loud. What Manet are you actually really making? <laughs> Jeez, she can afford it. Well, yeah, she's rich for sure. She, and Trinity probably can too, but I don't think that she envisioned the last nine months or eight, ten months of her life leading to nothing, where she's got to go back and say, "Fuck, I have to either talk to Tony Khan, or you know, I've, or Rocket I've, Khan. I've, got, I've got to hope that that Paul is in charge and not Vince." <sighs> well, yeah, that's true. But anyway, yeah, no, you're you're spot on, Jeff. Move yep. on though. Let's move the fuck on from this. Let's do it. Moving along then. Um, we finally get to a real wrestling match, and thank fucking God wow. there was a good wrestling match on this show because I was about ready to fucking stop watching it at this point. Except Gunther's music hit, and I went, okay, I'm here for it. Um, Gunther and Xavier Woods had what was, I think, a really good little wrestling match between these two. Um, Woods probably got a little too much offense in this for my taste, but... Um, I really liked this match. I thought that they told a, an interesting and compelling story of, you know, uh, Xavier getting this chance. He doesn't get a lot of opportunities at championships, you know, as a single star. Uh, he went out here and he seemed to really give it his all, but just couldn't get it done against Gunther. And I like the straightforward nature of Gunther and his character and what he does in terms of he's not out here doing the Roman Reigns thing where there's somebody else tripping up the op the opponent all the time or there's somebody else uh, cheating for him all the time. The ring is sacred to him. And I like the fact that they're doing this as a heel, but I also think that it has legs as a, as a babyface thing too if they ever wanted to do that with him. I don't think that's the right way to go, but I think that it does have legs in terms of the character being sure. all about the ring is sacred. I will do what is right for wrestling um, I I really, really like that aspect of everything going on with Gunther. And I like that he sent Imperium to the back be before this match. So, Jeff, what did you think? I agree with you 100%. I mean, you know, the, the, the story of the match was that he underestimated Xavier Woods and he almost paid for it. But it was a good match. And, you know, now it sort of makes sense why Xavier Woods was winning a bunch of matches up to this because he doesn't really need it. But they want to show him respect because he's been a really good, loyal member of the roster and ambassador and he and he has outside projects and he always does it the right way you know he got the he got the permission from wwe to do the g4 he got the permission from wwe to have up up down down you know he never had any problem doing the outside ventures because he always wow. said this is what i want to do and this this is this is you know and here's your cut and here's my cut and and we're gonna and we're gonna appeal to gamers and stuff and here i'm gonna go, go into the video game award show and this kind of thing yeah, he's he's a company man, and he's and he's good. And you're never going to have any GoFundMe's for Xavier Woods. So I, I agree with everything you say. Yes, Sergeant. Pump the brakes, though, guys, because you, you know what this is. Yeah, pump up the brakes, like the song back in the day. But anyway, what this is really leading to, though, is uh, well, do you want the good news or the bad news? I'm just gonna need you to get up all the way off of my back, Jimmy. 
Can you, can you shut oh, up now? Gladly, gladly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, people, but, if you don't know what we're doing, and Jimmy probably doesn't know, there's a YouTube channel called Pitch Meeting where it's a guy pretending he's he's presenting a pitch for a movie, basically to himself dressed differently as the executive in the movie studio. And so some of these are sort of their back and forth catchphrases. And oh, you should okay. absolutely watch it and subscribe to it. It's hysterical. Well, yes. as I was alluding to, right? <laughs> good news or bad news? The good news is, I think, is that Big E seems like he's almost ready to come back at this point. He's back at tra- he's back in training. He's getting he's very close to a comeback. He just needs to get cleared. But the bad news is, oh well. First of all, Big E is going to go into a matchup with Gunther apparently for the IC belt. And the new day, yes, this is what I've been hearing. Dude, the new he day isn't. The, 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 he is. This is today. This is reported today. I don't know who reported it, but Biggie himself has said that they they just reevaluated me after WrestleMania. Everything is looking good, but he is nowhere near a return. I saw that, but today apparently he's almost ready, and WWE creative. It? I can't remember. I just saw it briefly. Like well, I, well, I, I want to know who said that because I think all they did was just take look it up. On. I think I'm all not they saying did it's take... true. This is what I'm hearing. Well, it's probably Bolognese it. sauce, well, not fucking actual sauce. Promise, if I you know what I mean. You. I don't know. I, I didn't see I who, thought, but people have had him in the Royal Rumble. They've had him in WrestleMania, and now that he is, it 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 is. It's still very much an if, not a when. And I, I think people need to understand. He suffered a broken neck and. He's more likely to be on commentary or, or or like hosting like TV shows for for WWE than he is to be a wrestler. And if he's coming back, it probably will be no sooner than six to nine months. Okay, that aside, Jimmy, what have you heard so that we can hear what? Well, you've heard? he's back at he's back in training. Apparently, he's got all movement back and no pain at all whatsoever. And to expect him now, look, this didn't come out of his mouth. This is just what the reports, the dirty sheets, are saying. He's very close to coming it's back. It's not that worth would be... much, but go ahead. Right. Exactly. I'm not saying it's gospel. I'm just telling you what I read. And apparently, WB have got him in their thoughts, and they want to do, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, an Imperium New Day kind of feud, and Big E and Gunther matchup in particular. Okay. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just saying. I, I'm... Can I be honest with you? I'm not really interested in anything that the New Day are going to do. I, I just neither am I. Nothing up. about the neither New Day is interesting anymore. And I was a huge fan of that faction when it first started. I love Big E as a person. I I wish nothing but the best for him. I hope if what he wants is to make an in-ring return, that he's able to do it and he comes back healthy and he's fine and there's no problems. I really hope that for him. Um, but come on, man. Like, is well, anyone like, is this actually interesting to anyone anymore? To me, this is like reruns of reruns of reruns. It's like, I it's agree. like the people, people who want to watch this are like the same people who want to watch MASH again. Ugh. Like, again, stop it. Mash. You've seen MASH. You, like, mash. MASH happened 30, <laughs> 40, 50 fucking years ago. Like, we weren't even born, Chris. Jeff was, but not us. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff no. was Jeff was nigh on to a grasshopper. At that like oh, it, it, to me, it's it's just it's run its course. They need to stop it. Like the best thing that they could do, the best thing that they could do for for New Day is have them come back and be like, guys, listen, we don't have to. We, we're we're going to avoid breaking up. We're not going to do that because we don't have to. You know, 
I, you know, we all love each other, but we're all going to go our separate ways and do our own things now because of the draft. That would be the absolute best thing for every single member of that. And then every single one of those guys needs to get slightly more serious if they want to go up the card at all. When I, you I host said, the show called Up Up Down, you can't be serious, bro. Well, I mean, again, maybe he can go. Maybe he can go to NXT. Like maybe you can <laughs> leave him in NXT as a single star, and I think he would probably thrive. Um, I mean, everybody else here, they need to do something different, character-wise. I love them in the ring. I love all of these guys from a person, you know, like their personalities. Apollo Creed, you, you call that? They're all great, but they need to change something. Jeff, am I off here about the new day, or is has this gotten just stale? No, no, I, I think it's been stale for a long time. I agree with you 100%. And I mean, and Kofi's also injured, and I hope he comes back too. I mean, I like all three of these guys. I, I just think we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. And I, I don't think Xavier Woods, anyone, I mean, he's overachieved in his life. And Big I think time. He's part of his life. in every way. And the only reason I'd be interested in Imperium versus New Day few would be f- to get Imperium over. And I'd like to exactly. see those two guys as a tag team because they're, they're a really excellent, well-oiled tag team. And we haven't got to see that very much on the main roster. And that's a mistake. That's a mistake in, in booking. Now, it's sort of because it's been, you know, it's been kidnapped by the bloodline. So I get it. Things get sacrificed for that. But, you know, they they haven't done a very good job of building contenders except for the one story. And in this case, I sort of get why. It makes sense, but nine out of ten times you're not going to hit grand slams with your with your storyline. So I think they need to start doing that. I'd like to see Imperium strike on, on their own and, and you know actually work it. Same with you know Los Lotharios. They're forgotten, but they were they're a good team. Look yeah. you know the, the guys in Legato LWO Jeff, you still there? He's frozen. Well, can't just point out. Uh, there's a few comments actually, Chris, and uh, Elizabeth says an interesting comment. She says, "I don't want Biggie to come back ever. I don't want the chance of him being permanently out. I'd much rather have him back as a commentator or an ambassador, not a wrestler. He is pretty much an ambassador right now, actually, Elizabeth. But you're spot on. Uh, and the common kings in the house, Mr. Todd Brantley, also agrees with that comment. So what up, Todd? And uh, Spaceman, though, I think he's got you tonight, though, Todd, man. I think we've got a new comment, King, because this guy, he must be Canadian. I mean, only Canadians can come up with this, Chris, but he says, B.E. has a new sitcom he inherited, <laughs> The Junkyard, and he's the grandson in Sanford and Son. But he also goes on to say, I am racist, but I watch black TV shows. <laughs> what the fuck? All what right. are you on, Mr. Spaceman? You're really on that space shit for sure. But that's all I'm saying. He also likes watermelon. Did I mention that? That's very cool. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know, Jimmy. In terms of Big E coming back or not coming back, to me, that that is a personal thing. That is that that is not something that I want to get involved with trying to tell people what they should or shouldn't do. If Big E can get cleared, then... I hope he does whatever he wants to do. If he can get cleared and he wants to wrestle, I hope he wrestles. And if he can get cleared, but he still doesn't want to wrestle after that, then I wish him nothing but the best in whatever he wants to do moving forward. But I don't want to try to get involved in telling a person, a grown adult, what they can or can't do with their healthy body, as long as they're healthy. So, Big E, get yourself healthy and do whatever you want to do, bro. 
Absolutely, I agree 100%. And uh, sorry, not sorry, Mr. Spaceman. Just saying. <laughs> Come on, man. It's all in fun and games. Don't stress, Mr. Spaceman. It's all good. But uh, yeah, look, whatever he chooses to do, I'm all for it. But regardless, if they do all come back, I think it's time for a new day. Pun intended, Chris. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, a new day is in do something new, do something different for sure. I'd love right. it. Um, Jeff Lipman has just let us know that the power went out in his place. So, you know, fucking Baltimore, get your shit together. Um, yeah. Baltimore. No, actually, yeah. he got offended because of Canada Spaceman, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, but sh- oh, yes. Sorry. Have to highlight Todd <laughs> Brantley's latest comment. By the way, let's go, Jets. Fuck yeah. Uh, the um, Winnipeggers. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go, Jets. My yeah. Let's go. Hey. Out with the old, in with the new. There we go. See? Yeah. Oh, there oh, you no, are. He's we're back. All, we're He's all back, back now. now. We're all back. Damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Um, okay. Last thing I'll say. Last thing I'll say about the Gunther match, and then we'll uh, we'll give it over to uh, the other huge Gunther fan here. I think we're all pretty much huge Gunther fans, but we'll give it over to John afterwards. I need to see after this brand split a situation where Gunther is world champion on one of these shows, and Imperium as a tag team are holding the tag belts. I need to see that as like a at least four month run at some point because they're awesome as a tag team and as a trifecta they're just fucking magnificent i love those guys but john we were just discussing the the uh the intercontinental championship match uh between xavier woods and gunther what did you see there sir uh yes so this is the last thing i kind of saw before i went to go get jacob um from work so i I was pleased to end my night this way um because you know I love Walter. Walter's great. You know, I've, I've loved him since the independence and uh, watching him in WCPW. Uh, the guy knows how to be a champ. I mean, look, yep. you give him a belt, he looks like a million bucks. So, you know, seeing Walter, look, this was a match. You knew Xavier Woods was not going to be anything but father, um, um, was, was going to be fodder for Walter. It, really, that's all it was. This was just a match to let you know and see. This guy's dominant. This guy, I agree, Chris, he needs a world title run at some point. You know, I think he's done everything he can to elevate this belt, to make it look as prestigious as it should have been in the beginning. And the fact that they let it fall to the doldrums of what it was, I think is super sad because this was the worker's belt. This was the belt that you, you gave it to the guy who was your workhorse, who was your number two, who could do the work and put on great matches. Um, and so the fact that they've given it to somebody like him, I hope they do that with the next person, whoever that might be. Um, but I like I can't see right now who that would be. And so it, it's kind of one of those things where, like, I like the fact that he's there because he's making this belt look prominent. I'm sad that at some point he's going to have to lose it, but I only hope that he loses it so that he has a world title run going especially with this brand split because i believe it's next friday right that the draft starts and then correct isn't that what i saw yeah apparently yeah you know so next next friday we're gonna have the draft and uh and and it'll continue into raw on the monday um and so look i agree with you brand splits let's do it let's give this man a title run he deserves it he 
not that he deserves it, but like he has done, he's shown that he is that main event quality guy. If you didn't think that, go watch the Rumble. Go watch his time in the Rumble, what he did, how he worked, and, and the fact that he didn't win it. I was okay with that, but he was the second to last guy and lad had like went almost the longest amount of time in that Rumble. It says a lot. It says a lot for a guy. He started the rumble. He started yeah. the rumble and he started it and he was and the was last guy in, in second. Yeah, last guy to be eliminated. And so to be able to do something like that, especially because WWE has not necessarily been the best when it comes to European wrestlers, and True. to give him the prominence, <laughs> statement. Yeah, like to give him the prominence that they have um, done in this situation. Look, I mean, I if. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I feel like, I mean, I'd be a weird flag, but I feel like this is this is saying, hey, um, this is our Luka Doncic. This is Luka Doncic. You know, yeah. where he's going to open up. Yay. I mean, get it. hey, I got I got a Dallas innovative for the uh, NBA to bring in the European in. But I feel like this is that stepping stone to make us go, you know, hey, look, I know we really haven't looked at Europe in a while, but let's take another look at Europe and see what they have to offer, you know, um, you know, but because here's the thing, new Japan does it. Everybody else does it. WWE doesn't necessarily um, do that where they look at European talent and go, yeah, we can do something with that. You know, they usually make them a joke of some sort. And here's the thing. They tried to do that with Walter and this Imperium bit, and he's run with it. He's made it, you know, this, I'm a, I'm the ring general and I, command respect when I walk in here. I don't wrestle goofs. You know, like he's owning this idea of this authoritative guy that walks into this ring and owns the ring. That this is my sacred space and the other guys in it are doing the same exact thing. Um I love Imperium as a as a faction. I want to see that like their tag team is solid. I want to see them start to being elevated to the same level as Walt, uh, Walter right now. I think that's the biggest problem right now with Imperium is you have Walter who is up here and the other guys are, are way down here. You know, you've yeah. not really put them in a level of prominence John, that Walter is. I hate to like offend you right now, but you can blame the comic king and Todd Brantley, but I think he's comparing <laughs> God Gunther to Ludwig Borger. Do you remember does anyone remember Ludwig Borger? No oh, the, the Finnish fighting machine? I do not believe that Todd Brantley is stupid enough to compare Gunther to um, to Ludwig Borga. Um, I have way too much faith in Todd Brantley for that. Um, Damn. <clears throat> yeah, Ludwig Borga is a very interesting uh, case study in terms of his life afterwards as well. He is a terrible, yeah, terrible racist, and he um, died after basically getting into a car accident and fucking up his brain. Um which would be very sad if he wasn't a terrible, terrible racist before that. Sure. So fuck Ludwig Borga. I don't ever need to talk about him ever again. You're right. And I mean, I, there's a reason why we don't remember him uh, yeah. for that very reason. But I think I think this is an opportunity for us to really appreciate what is being done. I, I don't know if, um, if you've ever been on a show where you've had people who are from Europe on there. Great, great wrestlers, solid people. And, you know, really great with the crowds and everything to boot. So, um, look, personally, this was this was my match of the night, not because it oh, because I, I enjoy By a mile. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got Xavier. Yes, he's a goof, but he's also a seasoned veteran, and he knows what his job is. 
Um, oh, and okay. I liked the story. I liked the story yeah. of you know Gunther came into it going, "I'm gonna swat you like a fly." And okay, yeah, no, hey, this guy can actually this guy can wrestle a little yeah. bit. I've got to get yeah. focused here. I like that, and I do like that he wins clean. I you know that was the other thing that I had mentioned was. I like that it's not he's not winning because of underhanded tactics. He really does see the mat, the mat, the ring mat as sacred. So, you know, the when he finally general. does when he finally does do something underhanded, it's going to get over like firecrackers. It's right. going to be it's going to be huge. That crowd is going to fucking hate him when he finally does do something underhanded to win a WWE championship for instance. Right. Um, you know, I think I think that uh you know, a great booking for this next year with, <laughs> with, with uh, Gunther for me would be he wins the Money in the Bank, and then he goes around saying, um, you know, um, I'm because I believe the ring is sacred. I'm not. I'm not going to cash in after somebody's had a match and all this other stuff. And then I'm going to make sure that I tell the champion when I'm ready to cash in and etc. You're going to get a lot of people. So he's going to sort of go through this tweener stage where people are going to really like that he's, that he's saying that. And then after after the champ has like a hellacious hell in a cell defense where they just barely hang on to it, out comes Gunter with his briefcase. And yeah, yeah fuck you. I'm taking advantage of this. Yeah, might as well. Uh, you know, interesting. And Todd Brantley says he's... Uh, he's just talking about how Ludwig Vorga in terms of failed European WWE superstars. Yeah, uh, I, I he had no personality yeah. though. Yeah. He was crap. Yeah, and uh, but he also does says Todd Bradley also says that Xavier is a great worker. Just ask Soraya. Jimmy. What? Come on, every time about Xavier Woods, you immediately go to. The I side. never said nothing. You can blame you Todd to, for that one. You don't have to say it. I see it in your eyes. <laughs> You're okay. lucky I have no control of this Streamyard account because you know right, what you come put up. up the picture. <laughs> <laughs> Someone is all elite, and it's just not mm, us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, but I mean, I think I think this was the match of the night. There was, you know, uh, I think I think everybody in the match understood their assignment. They told the story well. And, you know, it ended how it should be. And again, like, I agree with you, Chris, the fact that Walter is a heel, but he's still winning cleanly. And that moment that he doesn't, is just going to blow the roof off a place because it's like, oh, I thought it was sacred. And, 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 you know, I think, I think there's just, and then it's just, there's nothing but upside in world. I think world title holder is going to be the next step for him. It's got to be, it's got to be, you can't, you can't keep him here forever. And well, this exactly. I mean, the way that his character with his two guys is portrayed is almost the exact antithesis of the other top heel, which is Roman and the Bloodline, who almost never wins everything on his own, but just acts like he's the top dog and everyone believes him. So it, it, it almost makes sense, heel versus heel in that case. However, well, I think the Chris's version of the Money Bank is great. I don't really like, you know, the the... the well, actually, in his version, it's good because it's not wasting the money in the bank. Like Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman wasted the money in the bank by just surrendering it. Um, but uh, you know, or the you know, and Austin Theory really, right. Austin Theory, right? That, that's I, I couldn't think of it. Um, thank you. But I, I just love L.A. Knight with the. I, I picture him with the money He'd in the bank. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And I, I see him as being a chicken shit heel and holding the belt for two and a half months until he runs into Gunter. And I think that 
that's a great way to do you you have gunter and roman and you know gunter is being honorable he has imperium in the back but roman agrees to play by the rules but he doesn't he's a he's a gangster he's got his guys oh my god jeff talk about a lovely feud though tell me a gunther roman reigns feud wouldn't be actually a lovely feud literally and i truly mean that it would, it would be, be great. great and it would it would actually also be great I don't care who wins, but let's say Gunter won. He overcame all that, but it took everything out of him. Then LA Knight cashes in on him. Oh, oh. my God, what a, what a oh. double turn you'd have right there. And then you have Gunter going after That's him. heat. That's heat. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. I think that would be great. And LA Knight that, that's title run. If you if you wanted to that was that would be fantastic if you wanted to uh, if you want to turn Gunther face which I think he could probably too. pull it off I, I really Absolutely. think that he's good enough to pull it off although he's much okay. better as a natural heel obviously but like if you wanted to pull off a face turn that's a really great booking right there mm-hmm. the thing is I can see him being a great if, face though yeah, sorry I'm, Jeff no, actually I'm sorry because I've spoken enough but he could be like Samoa Joe where hate face or heel it doesn't matter the people love him so he could he doesn't have to change a thing about his character except maybe just don't have Ludwig Kaiser introduce him any longer I mean that, the rest of him could be exactly the same and just let people cheer for him Gunther's yeah, well, gonna kill you Todd exactly. Todd says in the chat he says who would be a better call for money in the bank Gunther or LA Knight I think LA Knight would be just to get Gunther over I, I'm clear and I, I he must have posted that before oh, it must have been delayed well yeah you you just said it you, you mm. explained exactly the scenario so yeah but I, I like Christmas too no. I think Christmas is, 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 would be amazing as well I, I don't trust WWE to, to do his I actually sort of trust him to mind because I'm not that clever. So, <laughs> Spaceman says it was Walter on steroids, or or now just looks small on the main roster. No, he was actually a fat cunt. Oh, he, he yeah, lost a bunch <laughs> of literally. He, he, he put right. in work. Look, yeah. look, look. I mean, and that was one of the big things where he they brought him up and they sent him back down. Vince didn't like his look physically. You know, apparently, he, yeah. He he look. I mean, it wasn't that he was like he 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 looked doughy. He wasn't like doughy doughy, but like. When you compare him to LA Knight at the time, he was it was he was not a hard body. And now he looks athletic and lean and mean. And I mean, look, it, and still, 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 and it didn't change the fact that that is not a man you want to take a chop from. I mean, oh, no, you know, I mean, that dude will stop your heart if he hits you. <laughs> I like, I mean, for real. It's one of those they call him in to bring to revive people who have died. You know, that's, <laughs> just pop, pop, yeah, pop. I mean, and, but that, that's really what it was. He, he was given a choice. You know, we see other people in WWE who are given that choice, put in the work and they weren't going to go away. And Walter chose, no, I'm, this is my goal. This is my dream. This is where I want to be here. I'm going to put in the work. And he did. And he looks better for it. And I, and look at the push he's getting. And that sounds weird in a way, but I think that is, the essence of WWE. They're not only about the work, they're about the appearance. And so therefore, it's that idea of he fits more of the mold of what they're looking for as a champion. You know, well, I- to quote Jackie Cochran, his face is his case. His, his, <laughs> his body only needs to be good enough because his height and his face just look badass. You don't want to fight that face. Yeah, and Chris, Chris Wyland says this. He says, it's too early for Gunther. If they push him to the top, too fast. Uh, it might have an adverse reaction. He needs to top Honky Tonk Man's reign first. Um, then he has an accolade to say that I am the top guy. 
look, Chris, I, I don't know how much more you can push this guy, especially with what he's done to resurrect the Intercontinental Belt. I think we've talked about this already earlier, but I think um, it's one of those things that he's been pushed. And I mean, you're getting to the point now where it's going to be become he's become irrelevant because it's like, what else can he do at this point? And so I think the next step is the world title. I don't think it's too early because he's been on the roster for at least two to three years now, if I remember correctly, on the main roster. And they've slowly built up the intercontinental reign. And now we're at the point now where he's made that so prestigious that it's now, well, what do we do next? The only next logical thing is a world title run for him. Well, he's essentially getting the Roman Reigns push just with the IC belt, literally. Like, he's literally getting the same kind of push, but obviously not on that same level because he's got a secondary belt. But, I mean, is it not pretty much a similar run between the both of it? Well, no, because he's not being forced. You know I mean? It's well, no, absolutely not. No, because Roman got the title way too early and it was pushed out. This is this is oh, our guy. Back this then, is, back yeah. then, yeah. But I'm talking about now though. Man, that, but that's what I'm saying. This is if you compare the two runs, it's night and day because with Walter they paced him out accordingly. And he's gotten to the point now. Because I mean, he's had the Intercontinental now for what, a hundred and something days or uh, 200 days. I don't remember what it is now. Um, where he's yeah, had no, something like that. It's yeah, approaching but, 300 days. Yeah. Really? So, Shit. So, so, I mean, it's not quite a year, but he's getting there, you know, but it's that, one of those things where it doesn't feel stale because one, they haven't put him on TV a ton until recently, but two, it's that idea of, you know, he's had fresh matchups all the time and, uh, you know, and, and, it, and it, it feels fresh. Elizabeth brings up this point too. Exactly, I was going to say him. When he was in XT perfect. UK, he held that title for almost 900 days. Um, he he has been a solid champion every level that he's been on WWE and made guys underneath him and and done all those things. So good good job, Elizabeth, on that one. Two thumbs up from. Actually, um, she's killed it tonight, man. With some oh, of yeah. the comments. I mean, of oh, course, NXT UK was dormant up. for about 18 of those months. Doesn't matter though. He. No, no. Him having that belt, he lost it. He lost it to Ilya Dragunov before the before they killed NXT UK. Right, that's true too. They, yeah, which is not believable though in many ways. Even though I love Dragunov, but he's just too small for Gunther, man. I, like, I don't. I don't actually care about the run in NXT UK. I could. I, yeah. could, I could not care less about what happened in the NXT UK. Um, on the main roster, Gunther is already over enough. That if he were to have a program with the world champion, and if he were to win the world championship, say two pay per views from now, I would not bat an eyelash. I, I would. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't go I that would, far. I, though, it right would now. not bother me at all. It would be like, okay, let's see what they're going to do with Gunther because mm -hmm. he is good enough to do this. If they had LA Knight do the same thing in two months, I'd go, nope, way too early. No, nope, it's nah, too much out work. of left field right now, though, Chris. That's the only thing. Like, if they were to do that, that could sort of backfire. Two months on from now, Jimmy. Two months. Two months from now. Give them enough time to actually build up a match between mm -hmm. him and 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 Roman Reigns. I could believe I could believe Gunther beating Roman Reigns and becoming mm -hmm. world champion. I would keep him with the. I, heck, you know what I'll do on the run to the world title? Have him win every other secondary belt, man. Right now. Just have him win everything and let him hold on to it till next do WrestleMania. The Lance, do the Lance Storm? Yeah, do run. exactly, and change the name of the belts, like uh, like Lance Storm did, right? Like the what was it, the Canadian Saskatchewan 
blah blah blah, whatever the fuck the it was. Saskatchewan, <laughs> the Saskatchewan hardcore, hardcore international. Title. Oh, that's right, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Have him do that, like have him do the you know the Vienna light heavyweight, cha- whatever the case, right? Something like that. You call it the Sacred Ring Championship. All that too, yeah, exactly. The the Ring General belt, which is right. perfect for the IC title because technically it is the workhorse title, right? So it would make total sense. So I'll go I'll go all out like that to the point where when he faces Roman Reigns, it's even got a bigger deal to it. It feels like an even bigger deal. It's for all the marbles. Just every belt. Fuck it. Give him give him there, everything. There's only two there's only two mid card belts, so that's only one more belt. Mm. I mean Well yeah, I'm talking about even the NXT championship, just everything. Just and, let and him the, win the everything. NXT national uh, the national champion or whatever they call it. The, the North American North championship. American title. He can call it the Northern European Championship after that. Bring back the cruiserweight belt because he's so thin. I love I've loved belt collector gimmicks too. The, the maple syrup belt. belt just for this purpose. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to vote no on this one. Yeah, I I, I have to, look again because technically he's already done all that. You know, that's true too. He, he's did it in, he's true. done it in NXT. He's done it in NXT. He, he's held all those belts. So you can't, if you want to bring belt pedigree into it, the man's already done that in every place he's gone. Bring back the European Championship. Tell me he wouldn't add prestige straight away to that damn belt but right why? off the bat. Hashtag no more belts. Because he's European. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because he's need... above everybody else. Because and how, he's from wait, Europe. Wait, how, he doesn't, how, he doesn't how, need it, though. He doesn't no, need he it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't need it. He you're, doesn't you're, need, no. you're coming up with ways to keep him in the mid-card. What's the point? He right. No, no. I'm, I'm talking about building guy. him to the world title, though. I want him to just win he's everything. He's already built. Jimmy, he's already built. No, no. He's built. Absolutely built. He's built. Absolutely. He's more properly. He's more properly prepared for a world title run right now than Cody Rhodes is. Fuck off, internet. I no, don't care. I, look, I agree with That's going to cause hate, Chris. It's going to cause look, hate. You know that. Look, I'll, care. I will agree with you on that. Sorry, Jeff? Agree. It's only cause hate if they listen. So everyone tell your friends to listen to the show. Start playing, paying attention. Yeah. Not yeah. yeah start. Hashtag spread the word. Listen live on Saturdays. Look, or even on Todd says it. He says, call it or bring back the European title. No. No, I look again. It's a mid card gimmick. It's a good no. gimmick, but it's not. You don't need it for Gunther. Gunther's Chris there. Willand. Chris Willen says a great comment actually here because that would be pretty good if that was the case. If Gunther retired Lesnar, that would rocket him to the moon. No one's going to retire Lesnar except for yeah. Lesnar. But if Ricochet no retired Lesnar, it would rock. It would rocket him to the moon. I mean, yeah, yeah but yeah, you're Thumbs talking up. about things that you just can't force, right? Yeah, I, I mean, and then look at the end of the day, you know, Brock's gonna Brock. Brock will <laughs> He's retire. Gonna Brock. Yeah, Brock's gonna Brock. He's gonna retire whenever he wants. He, you know, I mean, and if he decides he doesn't want to go out on his back, he's not gonna do it. Look, we all he, know how Brock's gonna go out, like Robert Baratheon. He's gonna be hunting, and he's and a boar is gonna spike him in the gut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, oh he's gonna God. get run over by an actual moose. Yeah, that, that's he, how Brock's gonna go out. That, 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 that's how he retires from wrestling, or, wow, or he gets imagine that snowmobile accident, and you know, oh, like, like you he'll know. kill three bears, and the fourth will get him. I right. mean, that, that's how knock on wood, guys. God Brock damn it, we're gonna curse him. the entire world like it's Mark Marrow. Did him right there. Yeah, but you know, does what the fuck Brock wants. Yeah, Ari. I just want Studio A twenty four to actually film Brock Lesnar's like like last few days, like in in, like that 
like those alive where he's in the woods, like in yellow jackets in the forest, and he's like defeating a pack of wolves, but his leg gets bitten, a snake bites him, and he's dealing with it, uh-huh. sucking the poison. He's pissing in his own legs. I, I want it all. He fights a mother grizzly bear. He eats the cubs. Throw him under the bus. I'm going too John. far. Throw him under the bus. Okay, Canada okay. Spaceman. Canada <laughs> Spaceman. Yeah. I speak little English, but fuck <laughs> you. Yo. Because uh, <laughs> no, uh, he's doing that. He's been doing it to all of us, if you know what I mean. Let's get off of Gunther here. We've spent enough time on Gunther. Let's talk about the main event, Matt Riddle and Solo Sokoa. Um, what a letdown from after watching a Gunther match and thinking about mm-hmm. all the possibilities for Gunther to Matt fucking Riddle. I, I don't know, man. I love Matt Riddle in terms of like, I loved watching him when he was Ugh, in the UFC. I loved him too, dude. He's now. a fantastic fighter. But I mean, this this guy is like the biggie or or the new day in general for me. Like he's got to change his character. He needs to be more serious. And, and go he's got to wear some shorts. fucking shoes. And, and shorts. He's got to wear some fucking shoes, man. I, and knee like, pads. That's it. Just... Come back looking like looks an actual like... professional wrestler. Yeah. Right he literally now it work. Dude, he literally looks like he just woke up out of bed with his underwear on like a fucking idiot walking to the ring, especially with no shoes on. I mean, seriously, he looks bad. I mean, he's a nursery rhyme right now, literally. Like, that's all he is. He's an afterthought. I, I love him as a, as a, as a talent. Well, he's but actually, right now... He's actually the nursery rhyme that's inspiring parents to protest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, man. Like I said, I love Riddle, but this shit right here is just no. Everything about him right now is just no. It's yeah. fine. It's just, it's just his his attire is not fine. Let me be on the record with that. the the f- The only funny thing is that Solo kept teasing a wedgie. I just wish he would have done it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's 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 just it's too much. We're getting too much of the bloodline. Where the only thing they've done is introduce Riddle into it. Which, if you sort of look at it, it's sort of like... It, it does make sense because well, of the history. It's sort of but... like all of the internet indie darlings versus the WW machine prodigal choices of wrestlers. Right. So, I mean, that, that little subtext is sort of... It's just, it's too much. I, I see too much bloodline. They're on Raw six times. They're on SmackDown six times. You see yeah, they're overdoing it now. NXT. It's, it's too much. It's true. They've overexposed them a... big time. I have a solution to your problem, Jeff, and it is the solution that has given me freedom in my life as well. Don't watch Raw. See, I don't have that freedom because <laughs> the one thing that Jimmy is 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 strict on is I have to fucking watch Raw. Oh, blame <laughs> me. I even hate having to watch Raw sometimes. God damn it. Hey, but, uh, guys, go watch the replay on YouTube that's like half the time. So the real problem, so the real problem with Matt Riddle and and the and the you know everything else that Jeff complains about, it's not actually Matt Riddle or everything else that Jeff complains about. It's the mm-hmm. fact that Raw exists. Mm. That's it. If Raw just wasn't there, Jeff would be a happy fucking wrestling fan. I mean, shout out to ODB who liked it raw. Unfortunately, well, right well, now, well, ooh, baby, I don't I like it raw. Things to be miserable about because that's what I do. <laughs> True. Yeah, so. True. No, no lies detected there. So, uh, but you know, guys, I would, I mean, this was, this was like in the, I think the sad part was the buildup for this thing throughout the whole night, you know, of, oh my God, our main event is a no DQ match against Matt Riddle and Polo Sokoa. And like, it felt 
like I was like going, okay, like where where's the where's the violence? Where's the why couldn't the Intercontinental Championship match been the main event? Like you're talking about it was a throwaway show. Wanting to guys. Elevate. Come on. They keep wanting to talk. Yeah, but stop having throwaway shows. I right. have to watch because this of shit. the draft, yeah. though. You know what I mean? No, that's the whole point. You have no, it's no excuse. It's no excuse. Like, you, you you have the draft coming, so you would think that in theory, everybody's going to wrestle to their best and and be like, oh, so that look, yeah, I'm going to be a top pick. Look at me, and you know, kind of thing. True, but, that you're right. That's what it should be. They should be parading themselves, but but what, don't talk then logic, why, John? Why have a throwaway show, especially if you're trying to build guys next week? Watch for the draft, and then this week we're gonna. I mean. You know, they did say, hey, we didn't have a women's title match because I, I saw the advertisement before that said, hey, we're going to have two title matches tonight. You know, the women's tag title match and the intercontinental title match. So you know, really one one title. Right, one title because, yeah, um, agreed. Uh, yeah, I don't even think <laughs> I – I think I went to the bathroom and I trimmed my nails uh, during the <laughs> women's tag match uh, because <clears> – <throat> but um, the point is, is like they, they made even the whole show – before the show, the advertisements and oh my god, it's Matt Riddle versus Solo Sokoa, and we're gonna have three, two tag, two title matches, and you know all these things. And the entirety of the show was just, eh, you know, I mean, at least they didn't have a fifteen-minute talking segment to start the show, right? I mean, it was they did their opening with a little bit of recap, and then boom, we've got Judgment Day against LWO. So and, and, and you 100% could have made that Intercontinental Championship match a bigger deal just by switching mm-hmm. a few simple words on commentary. Nine-time t- world tag team champion Xavier Woods is getting an opportunity against the Intercontinental against the 300-day reign of Intercontinental Champion Gunther in our main event tonight. Like you you literally change a few words you make that yeah. you make that match so much bigger. We're yeah. already invested in the in the in the storyline with the bloodline, right? But every single show has to have a bloodline through line and I'm okay with that. I like that even. But like does it need to be this minor? Does it need to be like I love the Sopranos too, but like I don't remember watching like their minor weed dealer go do his weed deal like that wasn't a that wasn't an important part of the show right so right. just the same way solo sokoa and matt riddle minor minor that doesn't need to be the main event of my show you don't remember the arc of agent harris yeah <laughs> um listen this i think the like you said, where's the violence? This this felt like every other match except there wasn't a disqualification when the Usos ran in. Mm-hmm. That was the only difference. No D, there was no DQ. Uh, they even teased the, the table and put it back. Like, right. why? Like, okay, fine, fine, whatever. You know, at least Solo won. That that's all. That's all. But you know, even the end spot, it wasn't clear whether it was a clothesline or the or the or the spike mm-hmm. in motion. And commentary botcher, the second guy caught it. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, was that a spike? And then, of course, you get the three count. Of course, it was a spike, but right. even that 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 wasn't done so well. He, I mean, he should have super kicked him or something, and then hit him with the spike so it was more clear. Right. But anyway, I, I thought the match was fine. It's just uh, like you, like what you guys said. Look, I, I I'm at the point with Solo Sokoa. Need, his his finisher needs to be super kicked. Like that 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 Samoan spike thing is stupid. Like I I, I could just I can't. I can't with it anymore. It's like, oh, I get on. it. I get it. I get it. Look, do a Samoan drop. Do something different. Like, the Samoan, look, even when Umaga did it, it was stupid. 
And I'm like, why are they laying down for this crap? Like, well, the spike should at least be someplace. I mean, to the chest is stupid. If he did it to the neck, if he did it to the temple, well, something he's thinking. trying to go for the neck, but it no, just doesn't look it's like he is. It's, it's like the heart punch now. Yeah, yeah. What? It, and that's what it is. It's it's just a heart punch. Um, it, it's it's not even. He used to go here, sort of. Yes, he used stage. to. He probably right. hurt somebody, and they said, yeah, well, I not do it anymore." Yeah, actually. So or go lower, go for the stern, so that they say he's paralyzing the diaphragm by doing it. Right. The, the absolute hilarity of the fact that he probably hurt somebody with the weakest looking fucking finish, so they made it him is change taped it up though, to an even weaker looking finish instead of giving him a better finish in the in the beginning. That's just right. amazing. Actually, Chris well, Willen brings up an interesting point. <laughs> Do that again, Jeff. That makes me laugh. But yeah, what Chris Willen said: Solo should bonsai drop. A candy ass, but easy too small to do a bonsai. No. Okay. Well, there yeah, you go. You got that bonsai. He, I mean, he's got that. He's got that back end to like nice, nice, Chris. <laughs> uh, he's got. He's got that. He's got that. You know, uh, fatu back end to you know. I think pull that off. You know, yeah, it just needs the cellulite though. Here's you know something I mean? simple. <laughs> I know that Becky Lynch already does the rock bottom, whatever she calls it, the manhandler or whatever. Yeah. He should he should steal Jeff Cobb tour of the islands and do like a spinning smack uh, rock bottom. Because mm -hmm. he's Samoan, he should do the rocks move, but give it with a torque. So that's not the same thing as as Becky Lynch's, and just call call it the uh, archipelago or something. Uh, the, <laughs> the street sweeper, the street You're sweeper. Fun. Yeah, the street sweeper. Since he, since he's the street champ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the clean up the streets. Yeah, it's called the Krakatoa. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, the Papa Toy Toy. The the coconut popper. <laughs> the coconut pop should be that. So it's like yeah. sort of like a funny gimmick too. Yeah. yeah I mean, just give him a give him a submission finisher and call it Maui's hook. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, that'll kill you. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh. Sure. Sure. Uh, all right. Well, gentlemen, overall, how do, how are you going to uh, rank this show for um, everything all together? Give it a rank. A, B, C, E, F. Um, uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Where, where are you at? Honestly, I can't give this show a grade because it was literally a nothing show. Like, as in, if, like, what can you really grade with this show? Honestly. That's, I mean, the, that's the whole point, though, Jimmy. You yeah, have to. You have to. <laughs> oh, honestly, is this a one, two, three, or an ABC type of call here? Hey, I, I, Jimmy, I just said ABC. Yeah. A All right, F, so if me. it's an ABC, it's got to be a D for me. Yeah, it rhymed. No, <laughs> Intentionally. I'm, not, I'm not laughing about the rhyming. Oh, <laughs> damn it. So this show gets the D from Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy gets. Oh, not that no, D for no. fuck's sake! Jesus <laughs> Christ, guys! Fucking hell! You not everything it. is about penis. For crying out loud, jeez! Look, I'm just, look. Hey, <laughs> hey, you live your truth, my man. It's okay. You're Greek. You understand? <laughs> you live your truth. Hey, I will say this. You did just say that. You did just say yesterday that George Michael is also Greek, <laughs> like you. So I mean, well, well I'm, I'm, hey, that's Kevin Panetta, not me. The Dollar King, not. Not, not me. <laughs> that was a good one. But hey, you said Elton John for crying out loud. <laughs> you inspired me to go George Michaels, if you I know, know what I mean. I know. <laughs> Just saying, yeah. No. You know, yeah. But, uh, but in all seriousness, though, you threw me off, though, Chris, with the damn George Michaels, man. I'm not going to lie. Now I forgot what I was going to say, so it doesn't even matter anymore. You threw Jimmy off by quoting Jimmy. Yeah. I know. Right. That's true. And it was, was me. That? I was the one who threw you off. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 
All right, Jeff. And he can't even keep who threw him off straight. So there. Um, <sighs> all right, Jeff. What are you What are you grading this show? I mean, this was a really pretty lousy week of wrestling. I mean, NXT was arguably the be- the best show of the week, which which it shouldn't be. I, I, I look at the show more favorably than I think that most of you do. I, I, I agree that the order of the main event should have been switched, but I didn't think this was a bad wrestling show. I'm going to give it a B minus. What? Wow. wow. Okay. Wow. All right, Chris. Uh, you got laid last night. D minus. This barely gets a passing grade for me, and the only reason it gets a passing grade for me is because of the Gunther match. Um, everything else on this show, I could have easily skipped. Uh, no, that's not true. Um, there were also two 30-second video packages that I liked. So about a minute worth of video packages and a Gunther match in a two-hour show is not good. Yeah. Uh, what was which which video package is that in? Since I missed some of the show. Right, we covered that while you were gone. But it was so there was a thirty second video package from for Nakamura, basically talking mm-hmm. about him being in his dojo, and it was like a, you know, it was a a voice uh, over mm-hmm. by his uh, sensei, right. uh, talking about what he has done, um, in combat sport, um. Loved it. It was really good. And then there was another 30-second package literally right after that um, from Killer Cross where he taught, where he basically took um, took credit for having, you know, turned Rey Mysterio right. a little darker and having, you know, sort of fucked up whoever else he's been. He took away Mad Cat Moss's joy and all this right. sort of stuff, um, which I didn't love, which I didn't love, but I thought was a good way to take advantage of bad booking. Right. right. The booking sucked that he hasn't really won anything against anybody important, but at least as a heel, he's taking credit for, well, but I still had an impact on these guys that I fought. Which is and what he'll do. Which is yeah. what he did. Like, that's, I won. What are you talking about? Like, Ric Flair would walk out, be like, oh, I, what are you talking about? I won. I'm the champ. Look at me. And I mean, he's, he's doing that, which I think was really, really good. And saying, and, and then saying, well, look, it's the cards. It's not me. I don't hurt anybody. It's, it's the cards. And, and look, they use me to bring these things about for these people of making Rey Mysterio turn dark and which that one was a stretch. Like that one. Nice. That one was a little bit of a stretch. I could see the Drew McIntyre. I could see the the Mad Cat Moss. The Rey Mysterio one was a bit of a stretch for that one, but I get it. I, I liked that idea of like, and then Nakamura, I'm going to take your honor. Like that was like, and it, like it was almost like Nakamura's here, and then well, to respond to Nakamura, here is Killer Cross to make that response to what Nakamura has to say. And and I think because you had that Nakamura promo which talks kind of kind of builds that honor and that like this is what he's done and then then you had crossing i'm gonna take that from you i found it interesting it, look i'm very interested in a killer cross nakamura program that yep. that's something i don't think i had on my bingo card and i'm going well, why didn't i have that that's that's something that would be really good so uh but chris i agree with you i'm at a d minus for this show um there was a so lot of these yeah uh, I, there was a lot that was just not really good. That was just, you know, ugh, you know, I, I, I didn't sit through the women's tag the match. Right side, right here. You know, I didn't look. I didn't feel like I missed out on anything of the main event. You know, I, I agree with you. The the Gunther match was the match as the only match that held my attention whatsoever throughout this whole thing. The you know Judgment Day LWO like. 
again, it's like, uh, cool, you got the LWO back, but you're making them look so stupid at this point. And, you know, I know, Jimmy, you talked about that, but like... Thank you. you know, they, <laughs> Acknowledge me for that one. They, they, they haven't they haven't they haven't done anything it's just it makes it look really bad and i mean i know i'm sure y'all talked about it but the zelina th- you know hey let's put zelina vega in a match with rhea ripley in puerto rico because she's puerto rican um, i know i hate how WWE do that shit they always do that shit and they always have done that and, and will what? continue to do well, that wrestling in general has always done that right i mean I'm when like, w came to winnipeg recently the whole thing was the whole question was who is really winnipeg's favorite son is it chris jericho or kenny omega right what's the problem that's yeah. never going away yeah that's, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but I mean, with WWE, it's, hey, well, let's put them in their hometown so they can lose. Right? I mean, you know, well, at, least, at least these two factions have been at each other. At least, I mean, I mean, I don't know if this is just, if they actually plan this or not, but, the, you know, at least it ties into the, the, the storyline. Yeah. You know, and I'm not disagreeing with that. It's just, it's, it's, it's that it feels like, what are we building to if the LWO just continually loses, continually loses, continually loses? They're not like they don't feel like a threat to Judgment Day. It feels like a cat playing with and, a dead man. And mouth. once again, and once again, what I've said, what I said about the video packages, it it lasts thirty seconds, mm-hmm. got the guys over way more than a match yep. could have. Yep, um, I agree. Give me a video package of the LWO backstage. Um, getting ready for uh, Dia de Muertos or or whatever, like. But and do you don't have to do it corny. You mm-hmm. can do like a legitimate, like here's how, like here's here's something we do as as Latinos, right? You can mm-hmm. le- legitimately do something fun with them, and it'll get them over way better. Yeah, right. like like come out in uh, lawnmowers and cheat and steal things. Yeah, well, that would be a corny way of doing it, wouldn't it? Uh, you don't <laughs> yeah. have to do that. Well, yeah. just saying. You know, I mean, it is Cinco de Mayo. I think is is when the show is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not a Puerto Rican holiday. That's a Mexican holiday, and right. it's like, you know, they, they damn those French once again. Mm. Um, <laughs> listen, I mean, I have more. I have more issue with the fact that Zelina Vega hasn't won a single match. That that's more of an issue for me. Like, if they knew they were doing this, like they should have had her in some single matches and having on a winning streak. They have enough cannon fodder to do that, uh, to at least make it make a little bit of sense. Um, but as far as the LWO is concerned, I mean, this is just continuing their losing streak of the last two and a half decades. They oh, they they always lost, no matter how many they they, they have thirty guys, super dandy, super crazy, psychosis, super dandy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, LA La Parka. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it didn't matter. Villano it, one and four and ten, right? All the Vianos, all the, <laughs> all, the, all, the all the numbers, and no matter how many guys they had, they would lose. It, it, so hey, was, super dandy's a jam up guy. Yeah, <laughs> come on. As Brett would say, hey, and Laparque is the disrespect El Dandy. Yeah, and Laparque oh. is the chairman of wherever he goes. So look, be quiet. Yeah, Laparque is the man. What are you talking about? What, I am Latino. What are they calling Laparca? Because he used to wear a parka. I mean, yes. what's up with that? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, Jimmy. Exactly. <laughs> uh, which one of you owns a Laparca you know, drama set? Well, but, DDP but, actually might. Hey, you do no, earn one. How's that? No, that's and that's what. I, but I, I'm saying I love the Parker, so don't even. Oh, no, me too. Yeah. I, I bought this from the Selena De La Renta store. Oh, there she you go. She was selling those. Yeah. What the hell? I didn't uh, know that. Where is uh, Selena De La Renta these days? Not the funny here. thing is, she actually tweeted. Oh, <laughs> she just recently <laughs> tweeted 
if I get back into professional wrestling, where would you like to to see me go? Well, down here. That's what, <laughs> that's one more for the good guys. Just saying. Wow. Jimmy, yeah. wow. Yeah. 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 is yeah. not doing her job. <laughs> that look was great, John. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So, <laughs> maybe, maybe you and Beast could role play a little bit more. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, gentlemen. Anything lying. else? Anything else we want to talk about? Not necessarily this show, but anything in general. You I know, know Cody wants to talk about in, something. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah, we, Co- we're ready to go. Cody, though, always wants to talk about something. We, but we don't want to talk about Cody. We don't want Just to Cody's talk catchphrase. about Cody. Because Cody's catchphrase is, what do you guys want to talk about? Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. I know. But we don't want to talk about Cody. We don't talk about <laughs> We don't talk about Cody. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Well, uh, if that's if that's everything we have, gentlemen, I think it's time to close the show. It's two and a half hours. I think we've given them more than enough. Um, and even with me being in and out, we've had a good time. Uh, so let's start with uh, Jimmy T. Tell everybody where they can find you and any other last minute plugs or things you want to get off your chest. In. Well, be- <laughs> well, before I actually do plug uh, whatever I plug all the time, I just want to call out the the chat again. The chat every week is getting funnier and funnier for me, man. This, this is the only chat where I can't help but interact with these guys while I'm even doing the show at the same time because they are all not only funny, but just absolute geniuses, the whole lot of them. So thank yous to all of yous. You seriously make my night. No shit. I truly mean that. But if you want to find me, you can on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects and also you can find us at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe also at the PWCnetwork.popping.com where you can find all our shows channelattitude.com where you can find all of us right here for five bucks you get the best talk in pro wrestling and also at hamimmediagroup.podbean.com for all our affiliate shows and i think that's about it john okay uh jeff what about you what do you have if you listen to smack attack you get a mensa card you get a mensa <laughs> card you get a mensa card all right you can find me at twitter at icarus md uh, aside from all the things that Jimmy T said, because usually where he and Chris are, that's where I am too, and and John this this week, so mm-hmm. no need to duplicate. My non wrestling podcasts are Garden of Doom and Garden Views, and we have shows including covering Tarot, which is already out. But on top of that, I have an interview with the woman who did the artwork on this on uh, this set of Tarot. Ooh. But it's not the show about Tarot because she's a voodoo priestess, and she's the and. She is the first Caucasian woman to be initiated in Haitian voodoo on the island of Haiti. Wrote a book, yeah. So that's going to be dropping Halloween month, just like uh, last year. Uh, So find things like that, including six shows with Chris Hams. Oh, my goodness. And there's a show with Jimmy out there, Greek mythology somewhere. Nobody knows where it is. (laughs) I I guess it's in Tartarus. Um, (laughs) And I should shout out Hammerlock Hangover as well, also on the PWC. Um, and that's the show with Big Daddy called Stephen Pena. And we actually did succeed in putting out two shows in two weeks this this week, including one that dropped this very morning. So uh, oh, no. congratulations to us for that. Yeah. Wow, congratulations. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And uh, last but not least, Blood Chris. What up? So what do you got? <laughs> Thanks, homies. Um, what up, yeah, Blood? I, uh, <laughs> so you can what? find... You can find me on all the things that these guys are mentioning. Uh, you can find me on the PWC network, uh, channelattitude.com, HMG, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you can look out for just recently dropped uh, my newest uh, Far Center, where I talk about the difference between uh, welcoming people and catering to them um, as it pertains to the uh, recent announcement that the NHL may be canceling their pride-themed nights um, 
for reasons of people getting really, really spicy on Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Jeez, yeah, boy. but uh, for the most part, you can just find me on here doing my thing. You can also find me um, on uh, on Twitter. I am at ChrisAms1. And uh, other than that, uh, you can hear me just being another bearded white guy on the internet. <laughs> and Olay. And away. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, of course, you can always find me on uh, the channel Attitude, which, you know, for the price of a coffee, you get a month's worth of entertainment. That is incredible. Um, you not only get to hear the smack attack, but you get to hear guys like Finn Amin, Stevie Richards, which shout out to him, man, making that comeback and, and he's oh, yes. up to walking and working and, and just keeping at it. Look, you know, Stevie is the man. Uh, if, he, if you doubted that before, I mean, the fact that he's making – I mean, I don't want to say this, but like national, you know, wrestling headline news for the things that he's dealing with. Uh, look, he, he's the man, and just the, the uh, one of the greatest humans I think that we have in our group. He's just a, a kind man, you know, thankful for that. I mean, who in the middle of going through that when when people say they're going to pray for you, he goes, "Hey, but pray for the people in this hospital because they don't have, you know, they don't have some people visiting and take care of them." But who thinks of that? Like, I mean. That that is that is next level humanity right there for that man. So uh, shout out to Stevie for doing the great job there. Uh, for those of you, you can also find me on the Homie Media Group under the Academy Podcast with me and Triple D. Uh, we did not record this week because we uh, the Picard season three finale hit, and it was a two parter. Um, they did episode nine and episode ten, and if you haven't seen it yet, um, you're missing out. It was a great great show. But they missed it at the end. Oh, they did something that I'm just like we're, Triple D and I are probably going to fight about the end because I think um, him and I talked about it a little bit, and we're going to fight about the end of the show. Um, so that should be good. So you can always check out the Academy on Facebook, and sometimes when we go live, you check it there, and you can see if we're going to fight this week about the end of Academy of uh, Picard season three or not. Uh, so you can find me there. And then lastly, I do want to leave you with this: this Wednesday, the 26th, get your best Canadian tuxedo ready. Because it is Denim Day, uh, where uh, Denim Day is the last event um, for Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And this is a day that we raise awareness um, in which people are encouraged to wear their denim to combat victim blaming and educate others about sexual violence. Um, As it said, it started uh, probably in about, uh, what did I say? I think it was in 2001. Uh, it was it was because uh, back in the late 90s, a um, Italian woman, um, her the Supreme Court or the High Court in Italy overturned her rape conviction because uh, they said, you know, what she was wearing. Was yeah, not- actually, it's funny you brought that up, John. Yeah. In, in Italy, as a matter of fact, getting raped would actually lead to no convictions up until in recent times, believe it or not, man. Right. You know, and I mean, it's, 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 a, it's kind of ridiculous how things, you know, happen uh, for that reason. But, you know, the thing is, is we can make a difference. So wear your denim, tell people why, um, and say that it doesn't matter what you're wearing. So uh, that uh, you can wear whatever you want. You don't deserve to be raped uh, because exactly. of what you're wearing. It's not what you wear. Um, it's about, you know, your behavior. And so, uh, you know, it, it's it's uh, an important last event that we're having um, on that day, national, nationwide and worldwide as well. Um, we have our Crimes Victim Week vigil the day before, where we're going to be um, doing 
uh, a remembrance for victims of crime and we're going to be releasing live butterflies for those victims so uh it's going to be a busy last week for me for sexual assault awareness month um with those things going on but um it's it's a it's always uh, important to raise awareness for that so uh that's everything for me uh chris obviously had to dip but uh you know because we're like at 240 now i'm going up to 245 but that's fine uh gentlemen thank you as always for being a part of the show the chat everybody elizabeth medium five candace spaceman jerome everybody who was here earlier uh man y'all just crushed it today todd brantley and chris wineland and um you know y'all just y'all were just great today even javi javi and peers uh you know everybody um everybody that was on today y'all just made it a fun fun show so thank you for that uh so with that i bid all of you adieu and hope that you can check in next week and see did we get a draft because we had to make it through the draft or did we get a draft to make something worthwhile to watch i don't know we'll see but that'll be next week. But tune in and find out next Saturday to find out our thoughts on what happened on Friday night with the draft here on Channel Attitude with the Hami Media Group on the Smack.